1: Now. Now. Okay. When? Well, welcome back to another Wisco Fanatics Friday. Um I wanted to start this show by saying an amazing stat that I saw a couple days ago. There was 69 quarterbacks that started in the NFL this season.
2: Yeah, buddy. I was
1: like that is the perfect opener for a Wisco Fanatics Friday episode. <laughs> um that is the most since the 1987 strike year, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Um so want to see how you get Oh, dude, what a stat, dude. I saw that and I was like, oh, all yeah, right, I'm saving that. I'm not telling a single soul, dude. That I'm is so
3: that mad. is the best opener of a show we've had all season. <laughs> oh,
1: for Wednesday or Friday. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about Wednesday. I had a miss. I had a family emergency. So sorry, I had a miss. Tyler and Mike obviously picked up the slack. Um, so appreciate that. But I will be back in the fold this next Wednesday. So as we get started here, we have uh some 2022 Packer season wrap ups, not the season we wanted, obviously, but we remain positive around here. We also have some needs to improve that we're all going to talk about. So I'm excited. Uh, Simon Bryant, how you guys doing today?
4: You know, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> Shit, man, it's I
1: feel that, like that, bro. I feel that
2: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> feeling like that cop from Tennessee, just horrible week, man.
1: <laughs> I knew. If, uh, if like we were in Vegas and we were gonna bet on somebody <laughs> to bring up a shitty situation on the show, I was like, Brian, for sure. <laughs> oh, I mean all yeah, the details haven't come out as it
2: actually a shitty situation. A shitty I don't situation. think
4: we know that yet. I will not classify that as a shitty situation because everyone involved <laughs> made those decisions themselves. Yeah. That is that is their
3: Thing. <laughs> no, Every good. time uh, I think we're gonna get canceled for something, like it's just the next week, and then it's like one more thing. <laughs> Fuck it, just pile it on.
2: I've had a, I've had a. interesting me people week. still like our show. So, too, yeah, but other than that, I mean, so what are my ways? Bill is, Bill is yeah, loyal.
3: Well, I hope he doesn't care about <laughs> all the. Terrible shit that we say. No,
4: he's actually taking notes. He's like piling it on. He's like, these guys are <laughs> these guys are going as soon as they hit it big, they're
3: going yeah. down. <laughs> can't wait for our can't wait for our five year anniversary show. And Bill's like, here's all the awful shit you guys said since I started watching your show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, um... oh, he just <laughs> so, said, no, no, right. just rock on, right. on, Bill. Sorry, Sorry right, Brian, we... go ahead. Yeah, it's been a crazy week. But one of the ways I cope basically is I like after a loss that ends our season, I literally I do put down pretty much any other than like what the coach is saying because I do want to know what's going on the team, but any other outside media, I literally put it down for at least a week so I can digest and get my own thoughts instead of going on rampages on the on you know interwebs. So yeah. That's a yeah, dental the best too, on this like, week too. And
3: if if I'm being honest, like there is no more like one week of any part of the season where literally every other fan base in the NFL is more intolerable than the week
1: after the season ending. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because then all, then all the, I told you so people come out, Yeah. especially after a long win streak. They're like, I told you they weren't going to make it. That was yeah. fake. They were beating bad teams. It's like, yeah.
2: shut. They weren't being bad up. teams. Two of them were playoff teams, but, um, Yeah, they just, like, they got outside of themselves this game. I really felt like when I – I remember the week prior when I said I seen that ball hit that crossbar and go in I knew we were winning. I, like, as soon as I seen Mason Crosby hit the crossbar and it bounced back, I was like, that's a bad omen. Like, (laughs) I don't feel good about that. I won't lie. My my
1: heart went into my stomach at that moment. I was like, oh, shit. Because I said it,
2: too. I said it the week prior. Like, I knew we were winning the second that went through. So.
5: Yeah. All right. Yeah,
3: Bill, I don't – it's bandwagon and definitely a lot of Fairweather fans out yeah. there, you know. You yeah. get the the people that when the Packers were 4-8, and eight, they're like, we should tank, we should start love, we should tank for a better draft pick. And then, you know, they go on the win streak, and then it's like, all right, we need one more, one more win to make the playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And then they
2: lose, and it's like, see, I told you we should have tanked for a bad draft pick or yeah. a better draft pick. Any like, question – a quick question. Would have any of you rather still, like – would you rather gone on the four game winning streak and had that fun ride or just take the pick top 10 pick easily I know the fun ride
4: yeah
3: Maybe easily a fun ride every time not even close yeah
2: <sighs> So
4: it's like I, I saw something where someone posed that a similar question they're like would you rather have the 15th pick and watch them win games or tank for the first pick and I easily don't know. Yeah, like why 100%. would you not want to watch your team win games? Look how excited Lions! Or why fans would are you? Why would you root 100%. for your team to lose? I I don't understand. I, I'll never understand that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, look at them, like Florida, when we talk sure. when we were talking to Spofford, and he's like the draft's a crapshoot. Yeah, the nope. Bears could take that first pick, pick whoever they want or whatever their case they're gonna do, and that guy could end up being terrible. Nothing. Nope yeah and look at and then, look at and then what you're sitting there rooting for your team to lose for what for another yeah. first round dra- uh number one draft pick the week the year after possibly yeah and look at oh, where how fun is what,
2: that my favorite part is all these Bears fans like oh we're gonna trade blah, blah 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 blah, and their gk gm comes out and says well we'd have to be blown away to take a quarterback at one well, that for one says they're not 100 confident in just fields two they're gonna get blown but it's a the Underwear Olympics. A quarterback is going to look amazing. Look at like Zach Wilson two years ago. You know what I mean? Uh, someone's going to look amazing, and if it pushes them to take another quarterback and trade Justin Fields, I'm, I'm going to be so oh, happy. Yeah, there. that's another good guess, one. <laughs> because I mean, they're just such a—they're all excited to have this first pick and want to just ignore the fact that they're a burning garbage can. That's all they are. So it's just trash. I
1: mean, what what would be the point? I mean, not to like make this a Bears episode or anything, but what would be the point of taking a quarterback number one? You just worked on Justin Fields the last two years. You complained. All their fans complained that they have no weapons, right? So now what are you going to do? You're going to draft another young quarterback with, when you still have no weapons around him?
2: That I, I don't think perfect for Claypool.
3: I was just going to yeah. say, hey, man, they traded Claypool. They traded for Claypool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I like how uh, Ryan Poles was like, Fields has to become a better passer. I'm like, that's what we've all been saying, but we're all <laughs> not, idiots. Yeah. You can't <laughs> we say, say
3: that, that, you know. All right. <laughs> so, um. I don't think they're the gonna to have to. Said, hey in. guys, do you guys think Rodgers choked?
4: I mean,
2: no. He could have played there, better. There was, was a lot of throw, stuff right. that
4: went wrong that game. Yeah. Rodgers was a piece of yeah. the pie. Yeah, just but like I don't last year in the
3: think playoffs. Right. Right. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you on the piece of the pie, and it's we we had this discussion like Jake just said with the playoffs last year, where you know I still believe this to be the case where the quarterback deserves like a little bit more of the blame just because he's the only player that touches the ball every play. And obviously people are going to instantly bring up how much money he's making, but there, you know, football is a team game. And same for all the people that want Joe Barry fired. Like the defense has done their part over the last um, five weeks. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's a situation where we obviously have to evaluate and see um how Rodgers decides what he's going to do and how healthy he comes into next season. But, um, you know, there's definitely still positives to take away from from the season as a whole, which is what we're going to do today. And then we're also going to look, like Jake said, for some improvements. So, um, Simon, I'll let you go first. Is there anything that stood out to you from the Packers' offense in this game?
4: I just – I've been, you know, kind of clamoring about it for weeks but just like so the, this team really it felt like they were moving the ball pretty good until they got on their side of the field and then I don't and it's partially you know to throw credit towards the lions they they played defense well when they needed to if that makes sense so the in wall. the first half we got on their side of the field four times and came up with nine points and a turnover and that's just I feel like that's kind of unacceptable for Green Bay standards, you know, especially in years past. And when we go over improvements of the season, I'll break down some more numbers and stuff that showed how mediocre to poor our offense was on in the red zone uh, this season compared to the last two. Um, So that really stood out to me. And then I feel like just drops this year have been terrible. And we're yeah. credited with four drops this game, and and some of them were just like that. That one to Romeo Dobbs, where Robert, uh, Robert um, Rogers, kind of just put it in his basket. It was kind of a weird pass, and it didn't look like it at first, but it slipped like right through his hands down the sideline. It would have been a huge with, with C.J. game. Dylan, a, that one hit him. Yeah, like, and right that right was there. a wide open drop uh, where it would have led to a first down. I believe that was on third down too.
2: If we I'm dropped another first down too. Yeah. That throw to Romeo was one of the best throws I've seen Rodgers make in a okay. while. And, like, I don't think it came at a weird angle. I don't know that Romeo expected it, to be honest. So I think he's running to hit him right in the freaking hands. Yeah. Like, it it's did. just one of those throws that only Aaron Rodgers can make. And it was so good. I don't think Romeo expected it to at that think, angle. I don't, I don't know if it as a one. drop
3: or a pass defense, but Lazard had one that he caught. And then as he Lazard, was turning, yeah. like, DD, like pushed it out of his hand. Um, All right, so no, he just
2: tried to tuck it up. Back. He didn't have it fully. He tried to tuck it up, and he just dropped it. Yeah, they they
4: credited yeah. that one as the drop too. Okay, so that's the other one. Romeo had um, to. Romeo. Donald asked,
3: "What's going to happen to Rodgers? Um, I think he's going to be back this year. I'm starting to kind of move my bar a little bit away from how sure I was about it. Yeah. Um, just based on some of the comments that I've heard, but. I'd still say I'm probably eighty five percent sure that Rodgers comes back, as opposed to being ninety-five to a hundred percent sure. Um, I don't know what uh, what percentage do you guys each give. I'll, I'll say eighty-five percent sure that Rodgers is back, but what percentage do you guys give? I'll,
1: I'll be, be honest.
2: Simon, I'm you not. Go first. Simon, you go first. Right. Go ahead, Simon. Like I,
4: I think I think he'll be back, but I'm more in like the sixty to seventy range. I think uh, after his injuries and stuff this year, I think he's maybe thinking about it a little bit harder than last year.
1: Yeah. Jake, what about you? It's going to sound crazy, but I think it's a legit 50-50 chance. I think that you know, hearing his comments about how he doesn't regret anything and he's proud of uh, what he's done on the football field and how he already was thinking about it last year, I understand that money's money, but Rodgers isn't hurting for money. So I'm going to say it's 50-50. I really feel like that it is. And I, I, I don't think he wants to be selfish. I don't think he wants to make Jordan Love sit on the bench again, right? So, right. I don't know. I think 50-50. Right?
2: Yeah, I'm right there with Jake, too. I would say there's, like, a 30% chance he retires, thirty like, 40% chance he's back with the Packers, and a 30% chance he's traded, to be honest. Because if – honestly – and people are going to love to hear some. I love Aaron Rodgers like he's my favorite player. I'd love to have him back in Green Bay, but it's almost detrimental for Green Bay to keep him if you actually look at the contract structure. And I know yeah, we'll go into that in a it. different different episode. Uh, we'll do a, a deep dive on this, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not I'm like 50/50 if he's going to be back or not. So, and uh, and part of me wants him to go like I know Jake killed me for this last time, but, but I would love to see him go somewhere and win a Super Bowl because if we do trade him, no. I don't I don't think that we're ready to compete right away. Yeah. I don't think we're ready to compete right away if we do move him. I would like as an Aaron Rodgers fan, obviously Packers, my loyalty, but as an Aaron Rodgers fan, I would love to see him get one more. And I I would love it with us, but. um, I would be okay with it happening in
3: Indianapolis. Because Rodgers could get one. He could get one with Jonathan Taylor. Which, as a Badgers fan, would still quarterbacks
2: I mean. go to die? So
3: yeah,
5: I um, mean, this Bill's is
4: the year for them to take another thirty-some-plus yeah. age quarterback.
3: Bill said, if they got a King's ransom, I could see trading him to an AFC team. I've heard They're the not Jets are the to ransom though. I just uh, his I just, I
2: <clears throat> his contract is very attractive though because of the cap hit that that team would take. Yeah, so right. I'm telling you guys, don't be surprised if someone like San Francisco or something, if they don't get it done with Brock Purdy. He's not something. going to the NFC. There's no the the fucking
1: way. They're not. Yeah, no, the Packers aren't no, to the I give that a 0% chance.
2: It, it's going to be who offers him more, because I feel like if we don't play San Francisco next year, Greg. Does he I have a no-trade like, clause? He does not. So, like, he's going to obviously have input where he wants to go. Otherwise, you will be like, "Well, I'm just gonna retire, or I'll just stay here and give you guys a 98 million dollar cap hit over the next three years, and you're really screwed because I'll retire after next year, and you still have dead money of 30 million and 30 million, which is really hamstring us." And like I said, we'll do more of a deep dive, but if San Francisco or Tampa Bay or someone comes with a huge offer, don't be surprised if they take it. where I'm at, San
3: Francisco right. would have to give me Devo Samuel, and Tampa Bay would have to give me one of their linebackers. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah, you guys are Tristan sure. Wirth. <laughs>
5: so
3: I'd take him too. He's a beast. All right, Simon, did you have any more thoughts on the Packers offense from Sunday
4: night? Uh, I'll let other people talk. I have a lot All of right. thoughts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Jake, go ahead. I don't have much. Um, I think that game perfectly explained our season. A lot of ups and downs, A lot of a lot of points left on the field, Defense make a play here, and then when they have to make a play, they don't make the play. I'm just going to sum it up and say that fucking game was disappointing. I had a lot of fun because I was with my friends, and it was my stepson's first game, but I'm still a little heartbroken. I won't lie to you. That shit hurts. And God damn it, Brian, do not put the notion in my head that Rodgers wins a goddamn title with somebody else. I can't deal with any more heartbreaking sports, man. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, you wouldn't be happy for him a little bit
1: him the person yes yes but oh man that would be tough to separate i don't know it's man. not like he's going I wanna... to
2: chicago to or something like that
1: you know
2: what i mean so well, that i be will fun, say funny?
3: jake that i think part of this is you know when we say you know it's it's harder to deal with it first because like packers football just the nfl in general is so compact that we're 17 games in a season versus 162 in baseball season and 82 in the nfl and 30 in college basketball i mean we have 12 in in college football but uh the the season being so compact um i think that's kind of what amplifies some of those feelings um Jeff said rogers to it's time for Rogers to go. he is a wash.
1: He's not a wash, okay <sighs> I just don't want to have this conversation right now. I'm not in the mood for this shit man. hey, so for I'm- my
2: my stuff for Donald like you saying they weren't running the ball too much. my thing for the offense is I love Aaron Jones, but this dude fumbles in the worst times man and that's yeah. you know like what three yeah, playoffs in a year. row he fumbled. Like if if he doesn't fumble there and we put that ball in the end zone or even get a field goal, you're looking at 12 to three at halftime. It's a way different game. Like at worst case, 12 to three. If because Mason has been money other than distance, right? I mean even that long one in terrible weather, he hit like dead middle of the crossbar. Right. Uh, so uh, he I don't we know what it, it. is. He's, We've seen he's it with Aaron too. Yeah.
3: Like it happened in the Tampa Bay game when they yep. were about to score their third touchdown in a row we've seen it happen in the playoffs. It's he had um Derrick Henry is the only player that had more fumbles than Aaron Jones this season and he had like 140 more carries.
5: Yeah. So
3: like something. that's something to pay attention to. Yeah. Um and that's, you know, his cap I he's obviously a restructure candidate and I'm sure he'll be restructured but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say 100% sure that Aaron Jones is back next unless season unless he takes it a- he
2: does a team-friendly thing. I don't we think do he's going to comment on him. Look, I'm, be, I'm in the yeah.
3: 90%, but I'm not 100%.
2: I've seen Goody's comments. I think so much is going right. to hinge on what Aaron Rodgers does. If Think about it. If Aaron Rodgers, and if he leaves, I think you're going to see quite a few people leave. For sure Cobb, for sure Mason Crosby, for sure Mercedes Lewis, but God, I hope he's back on the coaching staff. Uh, he seems like someone that really loves green Bay or he might follow Rogers for one more year, depending on where they go. Um, I think AJ Aaron Jones could be gone. Uh, I think Bakhtiari stays cause if we're going to put love out there, you want to protect it. And anyone that says Bakhtiari should go and he's a waste of money just doesn't so, know football. I um,
4: Bakhtiari to, um, his, if we cut him, we're only saving like $6 million Six in million. the cap. Yeah. So he's it's not, it's not worth his play. You know, if that no, makes give sense. Me the like, pro. I, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have that than yeah. s- his play that saves $6 million.
2: What's the one thing that makes a young or a middle quarterback a great quarterback? Look at Jared Goff and the line he's playing on. Jared Goff had an amazing season. I can tell you right now it's not all because of his skill. It's because that line, the defensive the lines have. Yep. So if You're you put good. Jordan Love behind a you line. You could make the case the same Jordan. case for Brock Purdy in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree um yeah so so another thing like uh simon already touched on it, the, the drops killed us so that's why i'm not blaming all on aaron Rodgers. if it's, like two or three of those catch are made we probably win that game if romeo Dobbs catch that ball we're probably winning the game i don't mm-hmm. want to put it all on Dobbs. he's a rookie he did have two pretty bad drops well, it's always Lazard,
5: collective.
2: yeah lazar could have held on to his aaron aaron dylan our AJ dylan had like way more drops than he's had in the past i don't know if he just the concentration issue for him what was going on this year but he had like three or four drops that are just uncharacteristic for him because his hands are so good. Um, It just – and then, like, the last – I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't really have anywhere else to go with the ball on that play, to be honest. uh, A.J. Dillon completely missed the block coming right up the middle on the linebacker that made Aaron Rodgers get rid of the ball earlier than he wanted to. So, I mean, it's just – and not get it out as far. It's just – I don't – I can't really place this on one player on the offense.
3: For me, if we're talking about the offense, it's settling for three instead of seven. Like that was that was the biggest thing for me in this game with the offense. Um, looking at some of the comments, um, Christopher said AJ fumbled in the red zone against the Giants game right before halftime. That was another one that kind of slipped away. That's that's the one where Rogers ended up getting hurt on the last play of the game. Steve said he just doesn't get it done in the big games. I mean, you have to go back to the 2020 playoffs was the last time that, you know, the Rodgers was really performing well in the bigger games. But um, He's some rough
2: playoffs the last couple of years.
3: Well, yeah. And, like, well, this year he didn't make it. But the year before, like last year in the San Francisco game, we talked about him, like, hyper-targeting Devontae Adams. Um, And then, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a...
2: The Reds on offense is abysmal. It's a like different
3: thing, but the same. That pass interference
2: that... Was it Christian Walter or Lazard, Drew? I can't remember, like, on the two-yard line. You've got to score a touchdown there. Like, this is killing us, Yeah, I was at the five. And then just to completely get stonewalled on two runs and then just – Yeah. I I can't remember what happened on the pass. I kind of brain-dumped the game, but it's just not enough. And we've seen the same trend that happened to him. I've seen a list of, like, all the red zone um, Mm -hmm. drives we had against the Lions this year, and it was atrocious. Yeah.
3: Christopher asked, um "Yash Nyman is a free
4: agent. Resign him? No, he's a restricted free agent.
2: Yep. I think you put the transition we, tag on him. And if someone wants to sign him, him, if if someone wants to sign him, you take the second round pick and don't look That's, back. I don't know Yash is a nice probably. player, but I don't think he's anything more than a mid-tier starting talent, which have value, right? But I don't Zach Tom. I mean, he already got benched for Zach Tom, and Zach Tom needs to be in the game. So, yeah."
3: I agree. I agree with Zach Time And like you said, put the second round tender on him. If somebody's willing to give you that somebody that's really desperate for offensive line help. Um, like, honestly, I could see Kansas city doing that. Kansas City's going to be, they're going to be at the end of the draft. Um, if they're potentially going to lose Orlando Brown, who's playing on the franchise tag, he could be an option for them. And you know, like a late second round pick is almost like an early third round pick to a team that's going to be picking towards the end of the draft. So I can see that um, Steve said the bears time is coming very, very soon. Watch.
2: Steve, I mean, they are on the clock, Steve. The, Steve, Steve <laughs> you can't
1: say that. You wore a Packers jersey to a Packer game. I didn't forget, Steve. I didn't forget. You wore an Aaron Jones jersey.
2: I didn't forget.
3: <laughs> uh, Bears are going to be the, the basement
4: of the NFC North for a while, I think. At least um, the
2: next three years. Six wins, Max. Right
4: I mean, it, yeah, yep. it, it all, yeah, it all it really depends. I mean, um, you're really looking at a crap shoot in the draft. Which you may or may not hit on some players, and to be honest, the Bears draft this year was Steve, okay. Yeah. Uh, Briskers is a fine piece, Sanborn played yeah. pretty good, and uh, the, the tackle they <laughs> drew in the fifth, I forget his name, played pretty well outside of that. <laughs> kind of looking rough with like Vilas Jones, and um, they have they all like the Jones too. Depends.
3: I just think they drafted him too early. It all depends on how they they uh, yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, and and that's not to say that any of them can't improve, right? right. Um, and then giving up a second for Claypool. Yeah, that was rough. That That's tough I didn't want right to there. do that. You're looking, looking at the end good. of the, or, well, I guess the first round, or first pick in the second round. That's that's tough to lose for a player that.
3: That's number 32, because isn't Miami forfeiting? Number yeah, but Trump you're not going to get year? that
4: fifth year option, is what oh, I mean. She,
2: Miami's forfeiting it?
4: Yeah, they forfeited the uh, for
2: so, so they traded yeah. a thirty-two. 32- <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, they really traded a first thirty-two. Yeah. But I mean, um, I don't. You're still not going to get that.
2: Con's first round question, arm. real quick. He had asked if anyone would trade yeah, for Savage. I, was, yep, I, was I don't think to anyone comment. will trade for him, but I will say I'm encouraged by what I've seen over the last three games by him. That he's we, yes. we're stuck paying yep. him seven million because we picked yep. up his fifth year option. But I will say that what he showed over the last three games is that he can he can he can be a starter and i'm excited for that so
3: i said it to jake actually during this game like if we switch if we switch to some defense quick um outside of like one tackle that he was kind of like standing up too straight and he got pushed back and the lions got a first down he was actually arguably the best player on the defense for a good chunk of that game
4: the only Um, other play i hated from him is when him and uh I forget who went to tackle DeAndre Swift, and he tried to, like, swipe at the ball for a fumble on third and long, and they ended up giving up the first down, where Swift ended up splitting the two defenders and going oh, for the first. Yeah, that's the one
2: I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Talking okay. About. Yeah, they yep. kind of hit – the defenders hit each other, and, like, they, yep. they got to wrap he fell up.
3: fell forward for the first down. Steve, Donald if asked, you
2: guys give the number one pick for Devontae Adams, I'm going to laugh in your face. Like, he's going to be 32 next year. That, yeah. That's how you keep the Bears sucking. So go ahead. You're going to give him the number one pick for a 32-year-old wide receiver. That's
1: going to make like $40 million. For a quarterback
2: in that can't throw him the ball.
1: Yeah. Come on, man. So you're going to pay Donald him out Am- to watch him run. Okay, cool. Yeah.
3: The, Donald asked, have you seen all the players that are up for grabs? Donald, you're going to have to give me some more specifics. Um, yeah, Steve, I really Probably don't see. Hop and the, the Derek bears Carr and all them.
5: For but yeah.
3: um, do you think Matt LaFleur will bring his brother as OC that I don't think I don't think any of us are predicting that. Jake and I both have a guy in mind, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna we'll save that. that we're gonna yep. do a show probably, probably sometime in February, and we're gonna call it the Four Moves to Fix the Packers, and we're each gonna make, um, four moves to either the staff or to the team that we. That's think where will we'll fix dive the
2: more in. that. I know a lot of you guys have questions yeah. about we'll what we think. we'll get more the specific with like, and everything. Yeah, we'll, right. We'll bring and our and numbers our, and our mindset at that point. Right.
3: And our our um, improvements today that we're going to talk about for improving 2023, it's, they're going to be a little more vague. It's going to be a little more team specific and not actually like name specific.
2: Um, Sean jumping. Sean, <laughs> I haven't jumped into. I could tell Jeff you a I going think, to but we're, yeah. Um as, um, as as about Mike LaFleur, I will say real quick. Um. I don't think we're going to hire anyone as an OC. I think we'll bring someone as a consultant, but, but yeah. offensive assistant or something cool. like but that. I know, uh, I know. Uh, Tyler will talk about that in a little bit here. Yeah.
3: Um, Christopher said, "Bring back Hackett as offensive coordinators. Rodgers will like this move. I don't. I don't. I don't oppose that at all. Um, yeah, Jeff Rogers isn't going to the Vikings. That's not happening. Um, bring back as said who do we get the a red zone draft. coordinator. Yeah. Who do we take at number 15 in the draft or what position? Sean, if you stick around with our page, we do like a super in-depth amount of draft work. Um, Jake and I have for the last two years, we we do shows where we highlight what positions we think the Packers need to focus on for the draft. Um, and then we do like rankings. Like last year we did wide receivers and we each ranked our top 20. We did safeties and we each ranked 10. We did 10 edge. We did 10 defensive linemen. We did 10 at each offensive line position. So we get super, super in-depth with draft stuff. That'll probably kick up next month and in March for sure. So definitely stick around with us for that. Um, and then we'll get probably um, pretty specific with all of our rankings and stuff. And we usually post them as well. And then um, actually the last two years, Jake and I have done um, live shows for for draft stuff and we've done live shows on uh, doing mock drafts and stuff so we get super 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 in depth with the draft so um yeah, stick fun. around we're, gonna have, again.
1: Again. we're yeah. gonna have to do again we're definitely gonna have to do a live draft prep show those are my favorite dude
3: we had a lot um yeah so if you if i don't know if you're watching us in one of the groups or whatever but if you follow wisco fanatics on facebook twitter youtube um we all of it will be posted on there Um, and you'll be able to see not only the shows because we'll do the shows, but we'll also do we'll post the graphics of them as well of our rankings and stuff like that. So, um, David said if LaFleur gives up play calling, I don't want Hackett back. David, I have a guy in mind, but let's is there anything else that anybody wanted to say about the Packers
2: defense against the Lions offense before we start getting into some uh two Season comments up. I think we should talk about one I will say uh, and the Packers defense played really well and people calling for Barry right away should look at mm. the last several games and why we were on a winning streak to be quite honest um but there yeah. was a couple there's one that really stuck out in my head is it was fourth and three and the cornerbacks were playing like eight yards off and it like gave me flashbacks I could not believe that was the defense we called and then Quay Walker was having a great game. And I really hope that, like, this gets the point stuck, stuck home for him. Like, hey, dude, we need you on the field. Because if you look, look at that last fourth and whatever that Detroit Lions converted, who was there that couldn't make that play? Not saying that he couldn't make it if he was more prep, but it was Chris Barnes and Quay Walker's spot. Quay Walker, with the speed, might be able to get over to that slot receiver quicker. <sighs> so we just need him on the field. He's I'm really, really uh, excited for his prospects. Same with Devontae Wyatt, now that he started getting some stat, yeah. snaps. But, but um, um
3: draft is definitely gonna be part of the positive takeaways. Yeah, I actually yeah. have Quay Walker specifically. Yeah, so and pe- we'll definitely yeah, get into those yeah. guys more.
2: And people uh, kind of bashing on him like for crying in the tunnel. You could Dude. tell he was like he was hit, he was mad at himself. Like yeah. I knew it instantly when I seen it on TV. I know you guys were at the game, but when I seen it on TV, I instantly knew like he I'm pretty sure he mouthed like, What are you doing, Quay, or something, come on Quay or something like that. Like you could tell he was upset with himself, like yeah. you gotta think better. And I love the fact that he has that much passion, and I hope he bottles it up and uses that anger and energy somewhere else. So,
1: what did I tell you? Look at this. Oh, Look at this go. comment.
2: What did I tell you?
1: I don't Who know. What Samuels, what is it Who Samuel's, it says, team? it says, Bears, Rams, concussed to a fraudulent Vikings are the reason why you're you went on a win streak. I knew it
3: couldn't, couldn't possibly be anything to do with the Packers. Yeah, couldn't be. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, What about when the Rams Rams, wait? So we're we're sitting here talking about the Rams. The Rams put up 50 points on Denver, like the week. Exactly what I was just
1: gonna say. And Denver has
3: a good ass
4: defense. Yeah, they have one of the best defenses in the league.
3: Yep. Patrick Sertan is an all pro. I mean, David still wants Barry gone. I mean
1: I I don't know. I want to respond to David's comments about Hackett real quick here. Um so my thoughts on Hackett is Hackett was a good play caller in Green Bay, and I still believe that he he possesses that ability to be a good play caller. He was not a good head coach, and that's a whole different level of shit to look at, right? Mm, yep. Some Similar, guys are just made way. to be OCs. I say the same exact thing about Josh McDaniels. That guy yep. is an incredible offensive coordinator. Terrible head coach. He is so not a guy to wear that know. hat. So I think Hackett would be a, a great to – he he, w- he was still on a good offensive mind, in my opinion. I think that he'd be a great O.C. coming back. And I agree that it would make Rodgers happy.
2: Even if they just bring him back as a red zone coordinator or something <clears throat> and add another person to the staff.
1: Yeah, somebody that Rodgers trusts, LaFleur trusts.
2: Okay. Um,
3: Robert, we we touched on it a little bit. Somebody else asked oh. about Mike LaFleur. Um, we all think it's pretty unlikely, um, but we do all kind of – kind of have a consensus that we think that somebody should be brought in as like a special assistant with the offense. Um, Jake or Simon, is there anything you guys want to say about the Packers' defense from Sunday night before we get into some positive takeaways?
4: Uh, I think I'm good. Devondre Campbell had a pretty good game too, honestly. I mean, the defense all around I, I think performed pretty well. Yeah. Detroit does have one of the best offenses in the league. And, I mean, they day, held but... them to 20 points. I mean, what more could you really 23? ask for? Mm-hmm. What? Was, was it 23? It was 20. It was 20.
2: What, whatever. 2016. Oh, was it was 20? It? Yeah, 20. Oh, I
3: was thinking 23 if the Packers scored. That's why I was thinking Yeah.
4: So, I mean, I, I don't know. A lot of stuff went wrong this game, but the defense performed pretty well, in my opinion.
3: David asked, why did we go back from what worked so much better against the Vikings is my thing. I mean, the Lions a have a moment. 10 trillion times better offensive line than the Vikings do. Yep. And their running back room is better. Like Dalvin Cook is better than either Swift or Williams, but Swift and Williams are better than Cook and Madison.
1: I don't know. I might take Jamal Williams this year Ooh, over Dalvin Cook. I'm not even lying about that. Like just this year. Dude, I wouldn't, had, I wouldn't fist fight you over it, but he has a billion touchdowns.
4: Okay, but <laughs> it's, it's, t- it's tough to ability, say because, but... like, the Vikings don't have that offensive line. That
1: Jamal I understand. Williams I understand sure. that point, but he does have that offensive line, right? So I might take Jamal Williams, just maybe because of the offensive line, but the production is there. He has a ton of touchdowns.
3: David said uh, the
2: press and playing tight. Something. I mean. I thought I would like to see Ja on Amon Ra a little more, but I don't really feel like he killed us through the No, air. he had six for we, 49. He didn't really kill do... our we killed ourselves like with stupid penalties like um Yeah Rasul Douglas. Like I mean it was just dumb stuff. Like that Holding, that...
3: holding a team yeah. to 20 points, like I really don't think that there's a, a really big yeah margin of error to complain about.
2: I really, yeah. really
3: don't. So. If you're holding a team to 20 points, like you should, you should win, win that game. game. You should win
2: the big majority of those
3: games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Robert said both games against the Lions were winnable. I agree. Yes. Um. I think all four of us would agree with that. Um. Sean asked about Lazard. Is he done? Sounds Let's like
1: test. it. I, I would
3: say probably. I think it's possible that he tests free agency, um, sees what like the market is deeming his value. And then, you know, comes back and says, hey, Green Bay, you know, here's this offer, this offer, and this offer. Like, are you willing to pay me something like that? And if they're, you know, the Green Bay makes an offer, if he
2: doesn't like it, if he has a better offer somewhere else, then I think he takes it. That could be 100% be someone I would see Aaron Rodgers wanting to come with him if he did go to another team. But Lazard's comment after, like, basically saying, which it is my last year, it's kind of, I don't know if he meant, like, this is my last year on contract or what he meant by it, but... Yeah, it's, it's also to tough to out. say.
4: Your you you know you just took an L, and your emotions are playing into a lot of what you say, rather than the logic, and you know stuff like that.
1: Yeah, um, and Rob, Robert hit the nail on the head. I said the same thing to somebody. I can see Lazard getting about ten million a year, and he's yeah. and to me, and like I I like Lazard, but I don't think he's worth ten million a year. Yeah, I can I actually see you Lazard the I've been playing the
3: Lazard drum for what, basically since the year we started the show, right, Jake? Like, I've been a yep. Lazard over MVS guy for well yep. three years, and personally, I wouldn't even pay him
2: $10 million. But that's the problem is, right? Like, who did he watch just get $10 million from the Packers? Right. MVS. Who did Lazard have better stats than this year? MVS. <laughs> so, that's, like, that's my thing, is I would love to have like,
4: Lazard back because I think he fits our offense well. I but would say anything... I, I think it'd be cu- tough for the Packers to come up with a number that he would love to be like right. sign and come back with us. I would
3: say anything average annual value, like I'd go up to like eight.
4: Yeah, I could see that. I I, I think someone's going to offer him more though. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I think he would take it, and I wouldn't. Blame I did him.
3: say this too. I think Jake, did I say this to you that I think he'll be in a situation where he's going to choose between money and winning? Where, yeah. you know, like a, a good team is going to offer him somewhere between 8 and 10. And there could be a bad team. um, Maybe even like a really desperate Baltimore team. Or, you know, you get into a situation where you're looking at like the Bears, if they want to try to vulture a wide receiver.
0: Which or they
3: want to um, try. Houston, if they want another wide receiver. If they're going to trade Brandon Cooks. If they want to have a guy that they can sign. And they're going to throw 12 to 15 million at him. You know, it is what it is. Um we'll get into free agency obviously once that stuff starts to kick up um and once we get into more off season stuff but um, so Spo- spotrack has, has
4: his projected value at 11 per year they're projecting oh, yeah. a 3 year 33 million
1: yeah Oof.
4: all right so let's
3: let's lighten the mood a little bit Let, let's do some uh let's do some positive takeaways um Sean said brandon cooks would be the way to go if we have any money it's honestly like it's not even about the money. It's about what Houston wants for him when we're talking about yeah, Brandon Cooks. Because they, they, like like the Bears gave up a second for Claypool, which I think is too much, but he's six years younger than Brandon Cooks.
2: If not, actually he might be seven years younger than Brandon Cooks. Houston gives up they, everyone for peanuts, must, but wants like the number one for Brandon Cooks. I just don't understand it.
3: So. Um, So Yeah, James, we talked about Rodgers. It's... We're really up in the air on it, honestly. There's easily compelling reasons for both sides of it. And Mm -hmm. actually, we we might be looking at three sides. We might be looking at a three-sided coin here, if there is such a thing. (laughs) Of of he's back, he's gone, he's traded. So, it's... I don't know. We're going to have to really wait for some comments. Maybe we'll see if he's on the Pat McAfee show anytime soon, and we can kind of get a little bit of um, context, but um, right now, I think it's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see.
4: I think it's going to be a little bit too. Like, I don't yeah, think Rogers is going to screw over the team, form, but I, yeah, I would guess like a month to two months. But it, he'll definitely make his decision before the draft.
3: Oh, easily
2: before the
4: draft.
3: Yeah. All right. So, let's do some positive
2: takeaways. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Ryan. My first yeah, one is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can go first. Yeah. Let's flip right? This positive, right? Um, the first one I want to talk about is just the wide receivers. Um, I feel really good. I know that Romeo Dobbs made some mistakes this last game, but exactly. There you go. Christian Watson, man. Like I think what we've seen this year is that Christian Watson proved he can be a number one wide receiver in this league. And I think Romeo Dobbs proved that he's already a very good number three with the potential to be a very good number two. And that's two very young Quarter, our rookie, our wide receivers that we have on contract for at least the next four years, right? Yep. yep. And then on top of that, Samori Toure showed that he can fly down the field, and I think they're going to find a way to use him. So I feel really good about the wide receivers and what we've seen from them. So that would be my first takeaway: is that I feel like we address that position. I feel like we'll add one more either through an actual veteran that will make an impact, not something crazy, but I think there will be some veteran impact. Our uh, wide receivers that won't get the money they're looking for not deandre but, hopkins yeah not deandre hopkins um but like never, maybe obj like if aaron says that would be someone that would come i don't want you know he you know he'd be a little more expensive but if he comes cheaper but i think there'll be some options out there i haven't went and looked through the free agency but, but i think we'll either add someone in free agency or we'll add someone in the first three or four rounds again so for free agents I feel good about that. are
4: pretty slim this year it's not a great pool of guys there could be
2: cuts and
3: stuff still too yeah, yeah that's true so. too yeah well it's we'll kind of wait until some of that stuff shakes out before we start getting into like super specific names um oh bill said the mcafee said he'll be on tuesday so maybe we'll get a little bit of insight on tuesday christopher said zach tom's a great draft pick zach tom was a fantastic yeah
2: um, we had this whole draft class i'm excited to talk about in another episode at, when we kind of do a deep dive like this whole draft yeah. class is just i'm excited about for the most part
3: yeah, Bill said, did you see that Detroit was rolling a safety over to double Watson a couple of times? That was happening in yeah, a lot of in a few extra games extra this year. Games, actually. He's definitely already drawing a lot of extra attention.
4: Um, I can't believe we didn't talk about that when we're talking about offense versus Detroit. He had a 100-yard game. He had three this year, and that yeah. was basically three in the second half of the season. Yeah,
2: yeah his numbers um, over the last seven or eight games are disgusting.
4: Yeah, they're pretty pretty fucking good.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And the, uh, uh, both
4: Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson were in the top 10 for receptions for rookie rookies. wide receivers too.
2: Yeah. So that go- that's great for my positive takeaways for wide receivers. And then my next positive, did you want me to go all three? Or yeah, want- let's go all of them. Yep. Okay. So my next one is, we talked about it, um, offensive line depth. I'm really like, we still have Josh Yashnein, and that's there's a good chance he'll be back on our team. Uh, Zach Tom proved that he's going to be starter. We re-signed Elton Jenkins. Bakhtiari ain't going nowhere. Uh, Myers needs to either get some competition or improve, but he's a serviceable center. Um, we still have not Sean Ryan needs to show something. Um, I'm kind of excited about Rasheed Walker after he gets a full year. And, um, and uh, stopped. I know exactly why you're laughing. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I just, I just want to see him hump someone on NFL. That okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the only thing I to think of whenever he, he gets That would be great. So if you haven't oh watched my the clip, God.
4: <laughs> If you haven't watched the clip, go watch Rashid Walker versus who, uh, who was it?
3: I don't remember who it was. It again. was Maryland,
4: I think. Was it? I think it was Maryland. He has a clip where he pancakes a dude and then he humps him on the ground. <laughs> it's so
2: fucking funny. <laughs> anyway, so obviously, I and mean, then Caleb Jones they seem excited about. So uh I, I'm just really excited about the offensive lineup. And then my last thing is if we can keep Keyshawn nixon and like even just one of rudy ford or uh levitt i really feel positive because tree carpenter like from this draft class was starting to become a core special teams player too yeah so if we can keep one of them like this would be the first year we're like going into special teams Uh, okay let me returning special teams our our kicker is still up in there but we'll go into the um next season like feeling positive about our special teams and that's great um, mm-hmm. Because even like they didn't like lose this, this game. Yeah, they didn't make a huge play this game, but their coverage has been outstanding and oh. um, the returns were pretty average this time. But it is what well, it is. Also, shout out to, the to Keyshawn. Game with that yeah, Keyshawn coverage. making uh, where he got AP All, all Pro. He was first team All Pro for Keyshawn yep. Nixon. So we'll see what he's demanding for money. But
3: I will say but, on the Nixon front, if the Packers will be able to assign it or re sign him. Do you guys remember the reason he came here? Hmm. Is gunner. He followed yeah. Bissaccia. Yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah, came right. here for Bissachia. That's why he came yeah. here. So I think that, that definitely gives the Packers a leg up yeah. and potentially a possible discount is that like Nixon is a rich Bissaccia guy. And David Bissachia just made some money. Amos. What do you guys think? Are no, I think Amos,
2: Amos is gone. <sighs> I love him, but I think he's gone.
1: He'll take he'll take
2: a deal.
4: I kind He'll of want him to take a deal.
2: He'll take a deal. He'll have to take a pay cut for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I don't he think will. he'd get like a
4: rich contract or anything, but I would love to have him back. I know he hasn't been like amazing this year, year, but he got better as the year went yeah, on. At least the that's what I was going to say too. had a pretty solid mm-hmm. second half,
3: it, it seemed kind of
4: that because think back to like the Vikings game, like that game, it yeah, seemed like was the was defense everywhere. was fucking all over the place. Yeah, and then. Yeah you know, the latter half of the season, you really saw him kind of shape up and start making plays that yeah, we all David, expected him to. Yeah, David, that's exactly
3: how I feel. I want him back, but I'm not sure. And has got to be team friendly. He's he's one of the guys that could be, like, off the team if Rodgers leaves. Um, He could be one of those guys that the Packers say, hey, like, we're interested in keeping you, but, you know, we're going into a transition now where we're going to find out what we have in Jordan Love, so we're not gonna be looking to max out our cap if we don't have to. Um you know we'll see we'll see what happens with that. If Amos were to leave, I think it's almost guaranteed that Rudy Ford is back. But um that's just another one of those things we'll have to wait and see with some of these guys. Um Christopher asked, will Crosby on the team next year?
2: Honestly I I don't think so. I don't think he should be. And I think if the Packers want to be honest with themselves, this is where they need to they probably need to go to Aaron and be like, hey Aaron, like we get it that he's your dude. He just he can't kick like he's. I know he hit the 56 yard. I, I'm like, was the last like juice out of him or some adrenaline? Like, when was the last time we've seen him hit that distance? I just don't think we he also has didn't the kick a ton anymore. of 50 plus yard yeah. field
4: goals, it just never we ended got up back out, out
2: of that range league. every time we were in there. Well, yeah. I
3: think, but, I think the yeah. fact that Crosby is who he is at this point is part of the reason yeah. we didn't kick a lot of 50 yeah. plus yards. Also, and the I fact think that we were
4: never really in that position or like Brian just said, like, even if we were it almost seemed like we got to that point in the field and we took a sack and then we just ended up punting the ball.
2: The, the thing that's telling me is the fact that during the Vikings game we were going to have two kickers active. Like that tells me nah, that he probably he's probably needs to go. I love Crosby. He's going to be in the Packers Hall of Fame for sure. Um, I, think, I love him, but I think this is where we need to go to Aaron and be like, hey, if you come back, Randall Cobb, probably gone. Mason Crosby, probably gone. Some of these other people – Probably gone because we need to. We need a youth injection because Randall Cobb really fell off the second half of the year, yeah. and that's his best friend throwing on yeah. the ball,
5: right?
3: Um, Bernard asked, "Do you guys trust Rodgers in big games?" I mean, yes. it yeah, it's he's Aaron Rodgers, so I mean, it is you know, it's not all on Rodgers though. People got we catch- need to he ask is- the question: Is do you trust the Packers in big oh, games? Man. Rodgers is one of twenty-two starters. Yeah. He's the most important one because he plays the position that touches the ball the most, but it's not, you know, it's not live and die with Aaron Rodgers. There are other players on this team that need to perform well for the Packers to succeed. If those four drops are
2: catches and Aaron Jones doesn't fumble, we win that game.
3: Like the only name that I keep bringing up, and it's in my opinion, the reason we lost in the playoffs the last two years is Billy Turner.
1: You want to know what I'm going to say about the Rodgers situation is I think part of the reason that people are kind of turning on him a little bit is because he fucking carried our ass for like eight years straight, just being literally a superhuman. You know, and I always go back and think about that Cardinals game in 2015, where he literally was the best player on the field. Like, no debate. Just crazy throws, crazy throws. He did it against Cowboys in 16. The year later, it's like we've seen him be superhuman. And now to see him be human, you know, in, in, in moments like this, I think people are like, oh, he's done now. Dude, he's still a top ten quarterback. Any way that you fucking cut it, I'm sorry. It and they it spent
3: seventy percent of the year injured. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Yeah,
2: it hurt. Ray, that would have changed everything.
3: Too. Yeah. Um. David said, and special teams. Yeah, special teams was a big part of the 49ers' game, if not a controlling part of the game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bill said this year was a perfect storm of problems. Rogers had a broken thumb, rib injury, trying to incorporate rookies. And the rookies were injured too, so it's not even like he had all 17 games with the rookies. Watson started um, – they both started at the beginning of the year. Neither of them had broken out, but then Watson got hurt. And then Watson got back, and then Watson got concussed. And then Watson got back, and then Dobbs got hurt. And it's it, it was really a really tough situation to watch, but I'm not ready to give up on him after one down season. I agree. Um, David said there's a lot of people that only know Rogers and his top play too, so this is not understandable to some. And that's that's some of it too, and people reacting to a small sample size of one season compared to the other seventeen is one thing. Um, so I'll throw that out there. Um all right, Jake. Talk to me about your positive takeaways from the twenty twenty two season.
1: All right, it's going to be pretty short, quick, but I have uh, my first one is the running backs. Um, I still think it's a positive. I know we're all kind of dogging Aaron Jones a little bit, but, you know, he was still really, really, really solid this year. He had 213 carries for 1,121 yards. His career high, by the way, he averaged over five yards per carry. He only had the two rushing touchdowns, but on the receiving end, he had 59 receptions, 395 yards and five touchdowns almost seven yards per catch, 6.7 yards per catch. So, I mean, that's pretty damn good stats from a running back. Then you got A.J. Dillon. It took him a little bit to get going, but once he did, he was really, really solid. Um, 186 carries, 770 yards, seven touchdowns, over four yards per carry for him, and 43 receptions, over 200 yards, no touchdowns, but he carried a 7.4 average on reception. So, I think both those guys going forward are going to be key. Definitely going to be Really, really massive if we go to a young quarterback.
5: Yeah. And,
1: you know, you, Brian brought up the offense or the viewers. I know that Simon's going to bring up the offensive line, I believe, or you did. But, you, you take wide receivers, you know, young young wide receivers that are going to grow. You have a good offensive line. You have good running backs. That definitely tells me that this team is set up to go to a young quarterback, get some cap room, and add more weapons around that. Plus, that in the defense, I was playing really, really well towards the end of the mm-hmm. year. You could see reasons for optimism going into next year, even with Jordan Love, right?
3: I said that in the primer. Packers going so, with defense and a potentially run heavy offense. They're preparing for life after Rodgers.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that Jones is gonna take a deal too. I mean, on top of that, Aaron Jones is up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year awards. So yeah. let's not let's not let one fumble decide what we fucking think about this guy because he's a phenomenal human being. I'm of a pretty damn good football player, too. So yeah, then my next thing I'm gonna talk, go talk about. I was go just ahead. gonna
3: address a couple comments real quick. Um, David, on your fan comment, I'll agree. And I should we do it now? Should we just do it now with the fans? I'm going to put this comment up here just because it's in my, in my mind. Oh God.
1: Oh God. God. I don't want to get messy. I'm not in the mood. mood.
3: (laughs) David said not bright fans. And I could, I could yell into the camera on this one, but I'm going to go with low tone. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed voice. Because how often do we spend time saying that we believe that Green Bay Packers fans are the best fans in any sport in the entire world? We know there are worldwide Packers fans. We know this. Since Jake and I started doing this show, we've seen comments from all over the world. We literally have. Mm -hmm. We've seen comments from Ireland and Brazil and Costa Rica. It's it's awesome it makes us feel really good and it's really cool to see that there's packers fans everywhere Mm -hmm. and we want to make this claim that we are the best fans in the nfl we're the best fans in america we're the real america's team i know we've said things like this about the packers fans Mm -hmm. but there are such a large group of fans that do not embody this and the prime example happened just this week just this week that the packers have a an assistant athletic trainer that's a woman she's the first Ugh. in this position as a woman in this position in the nfl she's the first woman in this position and the entire entire comment section at least 75 percent of it before people started um kind of Giving people shame for it,
5: yeah,
3: is talking about her, and then the comments are, yeah, this will win us the Super Bowl, or keep her away from Quay Walker, or this isn't firing Joe Barry. Like, are you, are you kidding me? That we want people to believe that we are the best fan base on the planet, and then fans act like that.
2: That it. How many times have we said, like, the Packers, like, GM, Mike Murphy, everyone, they it's a year-round, like, always continuing to approve, like, people complaining about people bringing people in for workouts and stuff. It's a continuous process. And if if she has, if she is the most qualified person for that position, which she likely is because they hired her, yep. it's a great hire, and you should be happy for her and happy for the team. You yep. Just sit here and think that she can't. Um, tell people or help people how to properly do an exercise or something like that is is small minded. For one, two, it's just like you happy for it. it's positive news. Like I, I just straight, don't. Exactly. Agree. There's straight no. It takes no energy to be a good person. It's in that posi- in that situation. So
3: it's, it's yeah, like like you said, it's it's just straight up disrespectful, honestly. And it's, yeah. it was really disappointing, honestly, seeing that reaction from Packers fans. Like, the appropriate response is congratulations. That's it. Good for you. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. No need to like. And I actually saw some some like sexual comments towards her that the the team actually blocked. And it's like, are you kidding me? How much of a douchebag? How much of a douchebag are you that you have to write that on there? But but I'm just gonna be like completely blunt about it. Like you're. I just hope
2: that the media prepped her and was like, hey, we're going to post that you're hired. I would recommend her reading the comments because there's some terrible people out there. Because I would hate, like, I'm happy for her. Don't know mm-hmm. much about her. I'll probably do a little more research. The last thing I want for her first, like, you know, experience with major media would be yeah. her going and checking out those comments and hoping people are supportive and then them absolutely just shitting on the higher eds. That's why you stay so. off social media. Yeah, And I well, think it just, gives, off, it just gives, it just
4: gives people a platform to be shitty people. Yeah, And yeah, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not excusing on... it or I'm not like making excuses or whatever, but right it's going to happen. People are dog shit on the internet. People don't because they don't have to face any repercussions for what exactly they say. Exactly what I was just going to say.
1: They don't have to face any comments. And I'm going to say she's been with the team for, you know, a couple of years now. Like I said, I'll have to do some I think more she research. Got in like
3: 2020. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to find out how long she's been there, but you know, I'm just going to piggyback off Brian's comments. I think he said it beautifully. Um, she's probably the most qualified person for the job. And since she's been with the team for a few years now, she probably understands that there's a bunch of goddamn losers out there. Just, saying dumb shit just the dumbest shit possible like why uh, you know what but- a
2: lot of women do better than men when it comes to lifting weights and stuff they stretch properly what have we had an issue with in the past muscle injuries she's probably and not saying that That's she's a not point. she probably she probably shit she probably squats more than me and bench like everything i would bet but like the fact that they bring someone in there, I could probably, you know, put a different vision and view into it and be like, hey, let's, hey, it's good that you're squatting 650 pounds. But with that, you need to make, maintain your flexibility. Otherwise, you're going to get bent backwards and you're going to tear your muscle off your bone. So, Not, yeah, go ahead.
3: Big picture. When it comes to things being posted by the team, it just let it be about what it's about. Because it's another similar situation. I'm going to give another example. Bringing up
1: Mertz. I knew it. Come on. No, I'm actually oh. not. I'm sticking with the Packers. Oh. I'm sticking with just the Packers <laughs> on this part. Okay, I thought you were going to bring up Mertz. Okay.
3: I'm going to bring up Bryant. Mentioned. Aaron Jones is up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. I said that. But and oh, that was you. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Didn't didn't Bryant say that when he was talking about Aaron Jones before? I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. Somebody brought it up. Aaron Jones is up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And it's the same thing. Like the Packers are tweeting, um, trying to get Aaron Jones votes for the Walter Payton man of the year award. So they're tweeting it like three. They got like the, the yeah. WP M O Y, like the three hashtags on there. So that Aaron Jones gets three votes for it. And people are commenting on it. Fire Joe Barry, like, and shit like that. Like, Oh, it's, this is literally a, an award for being the best person. Like, for, for doing the irony. for your community. <laughs> no,
1: that's why I laughed. I was just like... the irony. The irony.
2: Hey, you think if we hire him as defensive coordinator, he'll win Walter Payton Man of the Year? That's, <laughs> I don't know, it's it's frustrating it's, for it's something You just got to laugh off it.
4: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it, I just, yeah, it's...
3: If we want it's people just to difficult. believe that we're the best fan base in the world we need to act like it
4: yeah was a, i like aaron nagler's thing carry the g yeah like yeah. being like the best fan that you can and yeah, like six, envi- five, eight, 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 eight. embodying the packers as like a whole or how how we view ourselves and like like um tyler said like being a good fan base doesn't include being a shitty person on the internet yeah. <laughs> believe it or not i know that's <laughs> wild to some people yeah.
2: but a negative negativity spreads away like a wildfire whereas positivity it takes work so you yeah. see all these people just put stupid comments and this is why i take a week and this is like for me personally like you yeah. know i used to be angry for days like after a game and i like kind of as I got older, sort of family, all this, I kind of realized, like, hey, it's still just a game. It's for entertainment. But for me, I'm obviously, I still love it. This is, like, huge part of, like, my personality. But when... This is why I take a step back. I'll put the phone down. You know, obviously, we're all talking or whatever. And I'm not... Mm-hmm. See, even after a win, I'm not blowing up on social media. I'm not gloating yep. normally, unless it's, like, to my family and they're Vikings fans or something. <laughs> and I'll do that private through private messages and stuff. But, like, you just take a... Kind of like Aaron Rodgers is doing. Take that 30,000 foot view, actually digest it, and then come up with an intelligent response. We posted it on the page. Bryant dared me. He said I wouldn't do it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did it. We posted it on the page, and people responded to it well. To take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' book and let the emotions of the moment pass before making judgment or decisions.
2: Because what is going on social media, posting angry comments going to do for you other than make you more angry? Nothing. Well, and it's, and like, the thing
3: is, is like, it's a situation where like, we know that misery loves company. You know that you go to the internet, you're going to find the negativity that you're looking for. True. So, you know, like I've, I've brought up a statistic where it's like nine to one negative to positive posts on social media. Um, So it's, it's, it's tough. And then we're trying to be that, that opposite, you know, that opposite Reaction to these things and trying to get back to it. So, um, Jake, you got more positive takeaways yet?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna get positive after talking about those idiots. <laughs> yeah, that I, <laughs> so, that
3: really was rough. This.
1: Oh uh, man, there was so much, and I didn't mean to like ruin your train of thought before, buddy. I'm sorry about that, but no, you're good. Um, you're good. Man, there's so much stuff I want to say, but I'm just gonna like breathe and let it out you know so don't want to get don't want to get canceled for saying saying some mean stuff about people you know
5: 2023
1: um so the 2022 draft class the next thing i'm going to talk about i'm not going to get super in depth with it because i'm going to give everybody an opportunity to talk about their topics and if anybody has like some cool stats they want to share about their guys, but I just wanted to talk about this and I wanted to give, give a shout out to Goot because a lot of people were coming for his head for no yeah. goddamn reason at all. Right. And I know that we've talked about this, you know, a couple of times during the season, yep. we talked about it last week with Mike Spofford. Um, also, if you haven't seen uh, Tyler, myself and my stepson, we all took a picture of Mike Spofford. We met him before the game. So that was a really cool moment. Just wanted to sh- give Mike a shout out. That was awesome. I got to say, man, just real quick. I had like a, uh, we made it moment when we're all standing there. He brings us hot chocolate and we're just literally just being dudes talking football. And I was like, "That's so awesome! This is like That's my awesome. dream right now." <laughs> like I felt like like a man's man. Like I felt like I made it. I felt accomplished. Like that was amazing to just talk football
4: with him. Yeah. And it made, made me feel really vanity. smart to be honest. There's nothing more manly than drinking hot chocolate, dude.
1: <laughs> and talking
4: football, man. Dude, that's, that's hey, all you're I comfortable
1: do. in your own skin. Hey, <laughs> to be actually, to be honest, I was drinking a beer. I gave my I gave my hot chocolate to my stepson because it was his first game, and I wanted to be nice. So I drank a
3: hot chocolate, and then I drank a spiked lemonade. Hey, the hot yeah,
1: chocolate was very good, delicious. by the way. Yeah. So you watch your I mouth. Seen, it was Lambeau yeah, Field. I've seen that
2: picture. That's awesome, dude. He is such. He was that was probably for sure my favorite part of the season was having him I, on twice yeah. dude, because he's it,
1: taller than I thought. It.
2: It really pushed us into like, well, you two are gargantuan, so you made him look short. Anyways. <laughs> It'd be like that. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways. Um, so like the fact that we had him on right before that run, like helping us and he came on, you know, he had some challenges before he came on. He still came on, which tells me one, that's just a really good dude. It could have been easily. So like, like yeah, it's really not a good season or whatever Let's possibly next year. He didn't do that. And then, on that, he doubled down, and he, he was probably going to – he would have been ready to come back again, I bet you, if we would have kept this run going. He's just such a good dude, and that's just his personal time. Yeah. Hey, we're not doing – let's be honest. We're not bringing much attention to his he, – he already got all the attention on his social medias and all that stuff. So he's yeah. just doing that because he's a good person that loves he, the Packers. He enjoyed – like we, we had him on, it. and he enjoyed
3: the way that we carry ourselves and the vibe of our show. So he, he was glad to come back. And he, it was the same, like when last summer, when Jake and I had Greg Kishon on the show, like
5: Mm
3: -hmm. we're not here, we're not making Greg Kishon more famous. Like, (laughs) like we, like Jake and I hope to be doing this for like the rest of our lives and making a career out of it. But nobody that we've had on the show is getting more famous because of us.
1: No. Yet. Hopefully. We're not that platform yet. And I just want to say that Spoffer told us to our faces that he liked our show. Awesome. I tell you what, man, Ooh, I was like, oh, shit, that yeah. was legit, bro. Like, that made me feel yeah. so good, and I needed that. Yeah. Man, man. I he to
2: was me. so fun to have on. Like, and it's it's not the normal media person you see people bring on, right? But oh. I think I like that because, it, like, he was just so down to earth and free to comment, and he kind of yeah. has the same mindset as us, as positivity and stuff, and obviously yeah. it works for the Packers, but <laughs> there's other people out there that I really started enjoying their content. We started losing, and now I can't stand those people to watch. I can, I can of. think of
3: two people that that happened yeah, yeah, during the I think the we're season. all thinking the same two
5: people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> soy boy himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's it. You're getting blocked by uh, so, him so on Twitter. I kind of I like that,
4: actually. Um Kind of outside our, what we kind of scripted, what were your guys' favorite moments of the season?
3: Oof. I told, I told Spoffer that having him on the show twice and him like appreciating our content, I did tell him that was one of the highlights of our season. Like I, I really do think that, um, you know, like we're going to keep getting into the positives, but one of my positive takeaways from the season was the four game winning streak because regardless of what happened in that Detroit game, you cannot take away the fun that we had in those four weeks. Yep. Yep. That doesn't go away just because we lost in Week 18. We still had all that fun. It didn't go anywhere. That's why, like, I get so like fired up about telling people to stop picturing worst case scenario before it fucking happens. That's that's just you're putting yourself through negative emotions before the event even happens. That is just like robbing you of any potential happiness you could get from those moments. Yeah, so. I would venture
2: to guess that we were one of the few shows that I know we don't get crazy. We're not pulling crazy numbers yet or anything. I bet you we were one of the few platforms that was out there, like, hey, this is how the Packers can make it to the playoffs. Is what they need to improve on and get there. Everyone else is saying, nope, the season's over. Just tank it. They in the end they can say they were right, but you know what? We finished eight nine two. We're not the Chicago Bears, and we're not teaching our young players that hey, it's okay to lose around here because we don't care. We those players now played in meaningful... They played in five playoff games over the last five weeks. Pretty much. Whether you want to say it's a playoff game or not, the actual playoff, but they were fighting for their season at that point. So to get that draft class, Quay Walker ends as our leading tackler. Uh, Angbari showed that he can be a pass rusher. Wyatt came along. Watson is our best wide receiver on the team, whether he finished with the most yards or not. Romeo Dobbs had up and down. He was a little rough after he got injured. Um, Zach Tom is round or you got him in the fourth right the fourth yep. round pick? another fourth round banger on offensive line like there's so much to be excited for and so yeah. much um experience they got over the last four games yeah. five games that's gonna pay dividends going forward just think about the christmas eve christmas day weekend Oh, where made we made my christmas man we needed made my christmas
3: <laughs> <laughs> we needed the giants the seahawks the cowboy or the giants the seahawks the commanders and the lions to all lose and The Packers to win, we needed five things to happen in a course of two days, and all five of them happened.
2: Like, they're, man, they're roasting us in the comments saying we have 50 viewers. No, <laughs> um,
1: that was a comment that Wilkins said a long time ago. Yeah, when he long was time. All oh,
4: yeah, yeah, the stupid meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good time. Hey,
2: if um, we make our 50 viewers positive, that's all I care about. Right
3: now. Yeah, exactly. Good if point. we like, we've Jake and I have taken pride in this, that we've had. Like, we can think of, like, a handful of really loyal viewers, and not to say that everybody who tunes in once in a while isn't a loyal viewer, but, like, like people like Bill who now, like, put us in his schedule. Like, Bill watches and comments on every single show. Like, we've had Tim and Taylor and Matt, like, people who, like, really watch and comment along with every single show and watch the entire was thing it That showed live. up to
2: our live event when we did it in
3: Green Bay? Yep. Yep, that was Tim. I mean, like Tim, he, yeah. he, Tim's the OG, bro. Oh, Tim, yeah, Tim's
4: the being, I gotta say for him. Actually, to be honest, that was probably that was probably my and like T shirt. I I love that you guys invited Brian and I because this gives me a platform to do something that I love. Cause like arguing with idiots on the internet is it gets old fast. Yep. But, like, I can sit here and even after the shows, we sit here and bullshit for, like, yeah. 30, 30 minutes to an hour uh, yeah. about football, about, like, our lives and stuff. And that's honestly my favorite thing this year guys is being able into. to, yeah, just be able to have this outlet where we can talk and we have similar mindsets and stuff, too. Yeah. But yeah. also that, that live show we did in – in uh, in Green Bay yeah. was really far fu- Appleton. Sorry, yeah. it was in Appleton.
5: Yeah. Appleton. It was really, it was really fun,
4: yeah. and it was really cool to meet Tyler. Jake flaked out, which is cool, but it'd be like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I had family, no, we, to good, we good, we good. He was, trying to, he was trying to
2: creep on Dylan up in Door County or something, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was but it was yeah. really,
4: it was really fun. And uh, going up to Lambo again, it was, it's always special going there. I hate people yeah. that rag on Lambo because. I, I, I try not sleep. to be biased about it, but that is that is one of the best stadiums I've been to.
2: I've been to several stadiums. Yeah, so have I. And I, it's I've been to like the best one so. I've been to. I've been to... <laughs> well, I was at the old one in Atlanta. It's way Lambo's way better. Been to Jacksonville, Lambo's way better. Been to Carolina, Lambo's way better. I've been to Washington. That place is an absolute dump. <laughs> <Like> New <Virginia laughs> so Baltimore Stadium is really nice, but I do too. I mean, like, like Lambo is just the mystique about it. Like when we mean. Simon took me to the first game last year. I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but my first game ever in Lambo. And I happened to have a bunch of points. So I got us a hotel room. We went up to our hotel room. I opened the window. What do I see? Like Lambo's right there, like like goosebumps moment for me. Like it was so amazing. So I, yeah, still, I would, really like, Yeah. Every time I drive into Green Bay, I'm like, ooh, there's Lambo Field. Like every yeah. time. Every single time yeah and um yeah so like simon said i really love the fact that like, we get to do this every couple hours a week and my wife was just telling me last night i was she's like i don't know you sit there for two hours and talk i'm like because it's something we all love and we can talk yep. about and it's people that have same mindsets and it's not yeah. negative all the time so yeah it could so, be longer
5: <laughs> <laughs> getting back be
2: longer. to
3: to jake's comment about gutekunst um i wanted to give um robert brought up Justin Hollins, so that's another guy to give Goody some credit for bringing in. Yeah, um, that's a good one. <clears throat> Christopher said his highlight of the season was the fourth quarter comeback against the Bears, the Watson end-around yeah. touchdown. That's that's a that's great a, one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's definitely a great one.
4: Um, God, the Cowboys game too. The he Cowboys just comes
3: game. out of nowhere, three oh, touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, that, that became no, going to
2: say him Christian him
1: his right three in there. the end zone. That was my yeah.
3: favorite. Yeah. That was awesome.
1: Bro, it was against the Cowboys, bro. He said, one, three of them motherfuckers. I was like, let's go. Let's
3: go. <laughs> uh, Bill said he couldn't get to a game this year. He had back surgery and couldn't handle the stairs. Hey. That's fair. That's, Oof. that's uh, as long as you're good, get to one that's coming year. Yeah. Um, get healthy. David yeah. said he's going to the Carolina game this season. I don't know how many games I'm going to get to in 2023, but I got to go to three in 2022, and I got to take my wife to her first game, so that was definitely a highlight for me. That's cool was taking Courtney to her her first game and, and she's, you know, she, she doesn't like big crowds and, and she doesn't like being cold, but we went to the Monday night game in the, in the cold. It was 15 degrees that night and 80, you know, basically 80,000 people in there. And she had a great time. She loved it. She would want to go to another one. Hell yeah. Um. Cody said, "It's got to be Nixon returns touchdown. We've been waiting decades. That's that's that a good great. one too. Yeah. And it really, to me, that was the game that flipped, or that that was the play that flipped the script in that game. Um, David said his favorite game was Vikings number two, Cowboys number three, Miami. Good game. Yeah, great. That Christmas weekend was awesome. Um, my Robert favorite will be in, is in Vegas next year. Just to drive up here in Arizona. Stuff. All right, cool, cool. All
1: right." So, Jake, you got – would you have one more positive takeaway yet? Well, since Brian covered the 2022 draft class, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
1: just giving you shit, bro. We're all good. We're all good. Yeah, I was just going to say Quay Walker was great. Watson led all rookies in touchdowns. Dobbs showed great hands, even though he dropped a couple this last game. He had a lot of great moments. Uh, Tom was just – I don't know if I would say anything else good about him. The guy played three fucking positions and was good at all of them. Um, and then I'm going to say Anikbare. Um, I'm not going to say right now that he's going to turn into Rashawn Gary, but we didn't think that Rashawn Gary was going to turn into Rashawn Gary his rookie year. So who knows? Maybe next year this guy comes back bigger, faster, stronger, and we just have three pass rushers that are absolutely amazing. When we, uh, My last one I want to talk about real quick before we get off on another tangent. <laughs> I was just going to piggyback on Andy Bari. Um, I just want to talk about mental toughness real quick, and I think this one is – is a really, really, really big one. um You have a team that goes through all these ups and downs, and I almost wanted to couple this with Rogers' leadership because a couple of the rookies, Dobbs and Watson, talk, talked about Rogers' leadership and talked about how he's a great leader. Even though all the all the experts out there, he I'll dobs. say the the shitty Packers fans that were also saying shitty things about the personal trainer, um, we're we're saying that he's not a leader, right? So. Um, I just want to say that the mental toughness is one of the toughest seasons that I've seen a team go through. Uh, when you, when you take into effect being three and one and there then a bad go. loss, no buy, and then a really bad loss, and then a loss. And then you have the high of the Cowboys game, then you lose. There's just a lot of shit that went on with the injuries, people in and out of the lineup, the defense not playing up to par, the offense. There's all this moving stuff, right? But for them to stay together, I believe that it might have brought them closer, honestly, going through that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to applaud their mental because I believe that that was displayed over the, over the four game win streak. Uh,
3: I'll piggyback on your comment on Enigbare. We, I mean, when when we drafted him, we talked about it like he might have been the steal of the draft. And as a fifth round pick, like I think that's still in play as a as a potential truth of this season. Um, Justin mm-hmm. said, "Sorry I didn't get on till late, but thanks for all the Packers talk this year, gentlemen." Hey, that's it's it's really cool for us. Like, you know, we talked about it, the four of us, like we could, the four of us could talk for hours about it, but the fact that there are people that would want to watch us talk about it is, is even cooler. And, you know, the fact that there's people watching from all over the country is, is also very cool. Like the fact that Brian and Simon are in different States and we're Mm -hmm. still all here doing this together is, is really cool. And like I said, the fact that people want to watch and, like, spend their time with us um, is really cool. So, the David, I was
1: at that game, by the way. Sorry. The negative um, five playoff game, I was there too.
3: Yeah, David said ad- adversity was a big part of the season. That's that's yep. the same thing. Um, Rodgers said, sent a message to the youngins, we don't give up here. That's totally true. I brought it up in his, some of his interviews where people were asking him, you know, like, do you still believe this team can make it to the playoffs? And he goes, goddamn right. And he didn't hesitate. No hesitation yeah. on that. Like Rogers instilled confidence in the young guys, which is really cool to see. So um, Simon, I want to give what are some a- positive takeaways you people. had from
2: before you move on to the leadership thing. I want to give some credit to dire uh, Alexander too. before that four game yeah. win streak. It sounds like he pulled everyone aside and said either like you're here or you're not like get, you know, get on the bus or leave or whatever, whatever saying you want to say. sounds like he kind of had a conversation with him, like, you know, we, we played a win here, and if that's not what you want to do, go ahead and be gone. So yeah. it was nice to see him. And he showed up this year. Most career-high interceptions, his swagger, everything, being the de- attitude of the defense. So, yeah, bro, bro, Did you see what, you see what he said Jalo. on the post?
1: Where he got no, I didn't. Pearl? He put, like, the star, and then he put, does gritty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's pretty funny
5: That's <laughs> awesome
4: All right, So, so go ahead. Uh, yeah on top of uh, Just it being really Nice to have people watch us and You know value our opinions and What we see on the field too Uh just appreciate everyone following along Too and whether you, this Is the first time you watched us or This is the you know 17th episode you Watched us we appreciate you guys following along uh, Listening to us just bullshit about Sports and 69 jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be the biggest draw, right? Like that's gotta
1: it be the to be. people want, right? Tyler, you, know about this you you have to find out where our 69 joke was. We have to Dude, find
3: out. Oh man, if we're if we're talking like 19 episodes, because we did a bunch before the season two, so we're probably talking like 20 episodes, like two hours a piece. Like that's 40 hours of four week to listen back I to find 69 jokes yeah, know. i'm willing know. to bet you can find probably a 25 minute clip of all
2: 69 <laughs> jokes we need a higher
4: re- we need a highlight reel to be honest i hey, think
2: the good thing the fans can uh that we have our fans or whatever like yeah uh, just can can bank on is that we'll never go big because the second we do we're canceled because people will go back and watch these episodes <laughs> so <laughs> we'll 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 remain the same <laughs> Right, <laughs>
3: called somebody Soy Boy back in 2023. What the hell? <laughs> no, he called
2: himself that.
5: So, That's
4: fair. Uh, all right, Simon, go ahead. <laughs> so, just off the Jair talk, he was kind of. I'll, I'll kind of make this like a a two for sort of thing after an injury riddled 2021 season. It's really good to see Jair Alexander and David Bakhtiari coming back and playing at an extremely high level. I know people are still going to crap on David Bakhtiari. We're not going to cut him. We're not he's coming back next year. I yeah. I'm almost I will say about 99.9% certain. He yeah,
2: He gave up like one sack in like the last 5 years or something crazy. Yeah, since <laughs> yeah.
4: 2018 he's given up three sacks. Three. Yeah, yeah
3: three sacks. <laughs> he only had five penalties this entire season. And people are like he only played three games. You, played right, played, you guys 11. steal a lot
2: of she shit. He played 11 games. Oh, did I do that? My bad. <laughs> you both hey, you know, hey, I was going to say made... that, too.
4: He only had five. He did play 11 games this season, and he's he's just that guy that you can set it and forget it. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, top five in pass blocking for the season. Um, you know, like, like I said earlier in the year, I think he could make the Pro Bowl if he didn't have his tendonitis or appendicitis. appendicitis excuse me wrong itis <laughs> appendicitis so yeah and he gave up zero sacks and i think he only had 10 pressures allowed like he was he was just he's a rock at left tackle and i can't believe i'm still seeing people saying get rid of him it just boggles my mind that you'd want to get rid of one of the best left tackles arguably the second most important position on the football field arguably
3: yeah, definitely. Corner, on offense, but... I would agree. On yeah. offense, I'd say it's second, offense, second most important on offense. Yeah.
4: Okay. Guy. Uh, whatever. I yeah. However, you want to argue I said arguably. So, to say that you would want to cut someone that's a top ten tackle easily, probably top five.
5: I'd, is I'd go just as far as mind three, blowing. Even.
4: Yeah, you could yeah make an argument for three. Trent Williams, I, I feel yeah. like he's just. He's a lot, oh, he's the man, <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: he's old, but he's still playing like a That's he's like a he thousand he more years. He was he first was team all pro. This has
3: a reason to want to keep, yeah, Bakhtiari around. Like Trent Williams is what 30, yeah, Bakhtiari.
4: What is he, 33? 32, 32? I think. He's gonna be, I think he turns 33 going into next yeah. season, yeah. So, I mean, he still has a lot of play in him. And Jair Alexander, I he kind of had his ups and downs this year, uh, he had a couple. Games I think Washington was one. Uh, the Bears, he allowed a couple of big catches, but other it. than that, he was he was rock solid. And like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, we had him in our top three players or our three stars a few times this season. Yep, and yeah. he was top five in passer rating allowed by cornerbacks with over I forget how many snaps I said it at. I think it was like five hundred or something. So. I mean, what like cornerbacks? Like I said, a couple episodes too. Cornerbacks are an extremely difficult position to play. So if you find yourself, yeah, I think that's what we kind of said. So Mm -hmm. if he's there having like these really good games, and then he has like four or five really good games in a row, and then he has one kind of clunker, I'll take that every every day of the week.
3: Yeah. Um. Cody asked if anybody talked about Jenkins and his extension. Um, Brian he did when he mentioned, mentioned offensive line it. depth. So yeah, we did definitely talk about Dalton
4: Jenkins. And he was he was rock solid at left guard too. He's another guy that you set it and forget it at left guard.
2: Yeah, yeah, left side. Bach and Jenkins are in there, hundred percent. I'm pretty excited yeah. about that line next year for sure. Yeah, that do 100%. I think Bakhtiari is locked to make the roster. Yeah. Unless like they move on from Aaron and he forces his way out, but he doesn't seem like that type of player. Yeah,
3: I'm still so. I'm still with Simon at like 99.9%. And I can then
4: like... we we kind of hit it hit it a little bit. Um, but it was it was good to see the special teams make vast improvements mm. even even over the season. Yeah, uh, there were still a few hiccups. Um, you know, the, I think we had a blocked punt, uh, block, a couple block blocked kicks. Against
2: the Vikings, yep.
4: Yeah. And then and we, we had, had a block
1: one uh, for against the Jets. The
4: Jets was the other one. I, I think we had another one maybe versus Washington or something. I, I can't remember. But he, especially the coverage over the season, like mm. I remember watching special teams at the very beginning of the season, Especially versus Minnesota, where I feel like they started their drives at the forty or fifty yard line, and it was like, oh man, like are we in for another rough year? But then you go back a couple episodes ago, and we're talking about how good they were against like Miami, and um, you know the Minnesota four or five win streak, and you're just in there like, yes, this is what we expected all season. And then to make a couple plays of our own too, because I think we had a block kick versus the Jets. And then we had
3: because uh, it was Eric Wilson. It was the week yep. we signed him.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we're making out there, making plays of our own. Keyshawn Nixon bringing back that um, that kick return. He also finished second in punt return average. He didn't. Uh, he didn't have a lot of punt returns. I think he only ended up with like twelve or something. I I forget the number, but he was second in punt return average as well. So to see those leaps and bounds of what we saw last year. It, it, that's one thing that we can look back on and, you know, be like, okay, this is something cool we can take it in next year. Yeah. And maybe they can even take it further than how they perform this year. For sure.
3: All right. So I touched on one of mine already was the four game win streak. Like I said, you know, we had fun during that four game win streak and like the fun that we had during those, during those weeks, like it can't be taken away. And, you know, it's like I said, we didn't make the playoffs, but it doesn't mean those four weeks didn't happen. We went from watching playoff chances at less than 5%. We were talking about it going into going into the ramp 2%. game and the bye at like a 3% chance to make the playoffs. And we got all the way to a point where it was like 60% chance. And we're sitting at 4 and 8. And not many people gave the Packers a chance to make the playoffs. We did. I can say that firmly, that on this show, we did. We sat and said it over and over and over. It's not over until the chances are 0%. We got those chances from 3 all the way up to 60. And we stayed consistent with it. And we always will. That's how we're always gonna be. Until the chances are zero, it's not over. So Cody said we'd be pick eight to ten anyways to fifteen worth it. I agree. And like we've like multiple guys have said on this show already tonight, we got the young guys some experience in these situations, which is important.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Cody, we talked about um Jenkins getting extended, just like overall excitement about that line. Uh we're pretty excited about. Um going forward. All
3: right. So my second one, like this was kind of touched on a little bit too, but my second one was Quay Walker. Um he had 121 total tackles that's tied um tied the franchise record. Um it's it was tough to not see him break the record. He only needed one more tackle, but I know a lot of people have Quay Walker on their shit list right now. And I'd like to propose an alternative viewpoint on the subject. Because, yes, he made two bad decisions during this season. The rookie frustration got the best of him. But what if we take this and choose to look at it as an opportunity for Quay Walker? And not only Quay Walker, the football player, but Quay Walker, the person. Instead of just saying terrible things about him, what if we look at this as an opportunity for Quay Walker to improve? That's that's what we've been trying to instill is looking at whether it's losing games or tough situations or like Quay Walker's situation, looking at these things as how they can improve instead of just saying a bunch of terrible shit about the people or the team or the coaches or the front office, whatever it be, and look as a way, as an opportunity to improve. What if we could do that? Not only when we're looking at our favorite sports teams, but also in our lives. You look at the way that things are going in your life, things are tough. You look at it as an opportunity to improve instead of just saying my life sucks. Like imagine how things could be better for you if you look at it as an opportunity to improve. So I know it's easier to say terrible things because like I've said, misery loves company. And, you know, you'll you'll find people on the Internet to agree with you by saying terrible shit because it's so it's easy. It's easy. It's so easy to just say, oh, yeah, Quay Walker's a terrible person because he did this. But, you know, there's no there's no growth in the comfort zone. That's why they call Absolutely. it comfort zone. Yep. And I think that Quay Walker stepped out of his with his apology that he made and seeking out the trainer that he pushed.
1: And then people proceeded to be douchebags, and he deleted his Twitter account. So that's cool. Yeah, I literally see people...
2: Cool. I, I literally seen people calling for him to get cut which is just like so you're telling me you've never made a mistake at your job and i'm not saying nope, he should have perfect. pushed an athlete uh, he should not have pushed the athletic trainer but if you watch the agree. athletic trainer shoved him aside just as hard as that quaint kind of just tapped him on his back or whatever like not'm saying he should he should not have done that and he knows he needs to know better than that position but like to call for him to get cut for you know what i mean i or, thought maybe get your one long suspension. suspension. I thought maybe he would get a one-game suspension. Right. You wanted people wanted him suspended longer than Deshaun Watson. Get out of here, like, <laughs> like
1: I didn't see that.
2: <laughs> what idiot? Like, are you serious? Put like, i suspended some, for the year. Yeah, put it in perspective, like of <laughs> what he did. He's a he's a young player. What? They're adrenaline high. He gets shoved from the side. He's seen that it was a trainer. He had time to identify it was a trainer. He should not have touched them. Yeah. Um. And he almost got his buddy Devonte Wyatt in trouble because he that he walked up into the trainer's face too. But mm-hmm. they need he needs to be smarter than that. But that's not like a offense where it's like nope, this dude's never gonna be a good person or he can't make a mistake. It's just like give him a chance.
4: Dude, seen, I saw people call him a thug and stuff, and I was like, come
2: on, oh my man. Golly.
4: Like people people are really blowing this way out of proportion. You was know? he was he a dick? Yes, it, but and it's not to excuse how he should have acted. But like you said, uh, your emotions are running a little high and are very frustrating, play-to-win game, and a guy comes to your side and kind of shoves you out of the way. It's not out of the realm of, you know, imagination that he reacts to that sort of thing. And it's not – like if he, like, shoved him to the ground and, like, beat the shit out of him or something, got it. That's one thing. (laughs) But he barely tapped the dude – he kind of just like gave him a little shove back, and it wasn't that big of a deal. I, I, I agree with the uh, um, ejecting him from the game. I, I agree with that. Right, just, right. It's the a right thing find. to do. No, and yeah, he's probably going to catch a fine. I don't think they came out with anything concrete yet. Have they? Not yet. I heard that okay. they're gonna.
2: It's likely it'll be a fine, no suspension.
4: That's what I saw too. So. If you're blowing this way out of proportion, I, I don't know what to tell you.
2: On the the
3: worst blowing this out of proportion that I saw, this made me so mad. <sighs> Were people giving him shit for pushing a personal trainer, and then comparing it? Oh my God, uh, DeAndre Swift, who had like an ankle injury, who got up and walked off right after this yep. happened. Hamlin comparing it to fucking Damar Hamlin. That is the most ignorant bullshit i saw this entire season was comparing that to Demar hamlin yep that is fucking ignorant at best
2: comparing that to Demar hamlin and there are some media uh, packers beat writers that were pushing peddling that narrative too oh i can't believe uh, that he pushed a trainer the week after this happened to hamlin like come on man like you're gonna compare the two situations put it like that was exactly. he was, like, the third or fourth trainer, too, Devon. It's not like he pushed him off the top of Swift. Yeah, not right. like he right. stopped him from doing CPR
3: on somebody. That's That was trash that I saw so, people making that comparison. Absolute trash.
1: Yeah, so two things. First of all, that's recency bias, like me and Tyler talk about all the time. They just yep. saw that situation, True. and they were just like, oh, okay, We're now we're going to be pushing trainers when they're just trying to help people. Like, bro, he – and he barely touched them, and I agree. Should he have done that morally? No. But all those people that are calling for him to be suspended aren't morally correct, anyways. These are the same dudes that are getting drunk on the weekends and texting their ex when they're married. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> yeah, look in the mirror once in a while, you fucking lowlifes.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, you know. I'm sorry, man. I'm not going back anymore. Texting a fellow. Real.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna the these, these people are gonna dude. They're literally theory. bullied this man <laughs> off the internet. Yeah, this man put his life on the line, like literally. Like, there's so many, like, and I'm not gonna go crazy and compare it to the military, like Brady did, he's an idiot for that. (laughs) But you play former players talk all the time how they're you know they don't have insurance uh, or anything after they're done. And you and you see Larry McCarron, anybody watch Larry McCarron, you know, talk about his three things, dude. His fingers are like this, dude. (laughs)
4: Do you see Calvin Johnson's apple hands
1: correctly anymore? Do you see <laughs> Calvin Johnson's like hands? Yeah, bro. Like, Dude, they're they're
3: messed up. <laughs> Listen, let me. That's. Let me give you three names, in, like descending order of.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's how seriousness.
3: Like we've seen what we've seen what head trauma has done to Brett Favre, what it did to right. him during his career, being addicted to painkillers. What happened to Junior Seau, who killed himself because of this? Dude. What about Steve McNair? No, yeah. It's a sad one, too. Yeah. Like, this is still a, a pretty violent position to be putting yourself in, even if it is for entertainment. Yeah, they're getting paid millions of dollars. Listen, at the end of your life, if your brain is betraying you and it's a pile of goo cuz you just took hits on the head for
2: 15 years. Would you trade your brain for 100 million dollars? No. no. Even Aaron Rodgers, that was part of Aaron Rodgers' comments. People are like, "Will you walk away from 50 something?" He said, "Look, I made a lot of money and money's energy, but it essentially along the long lines of like, "Hey, I want it- like how my body feels is important to me and stuff like that too." Yeah. So, to sit here and just tear this player apart cuz he made a a pretty minor mistake compared to what some players have done. Um, it was kind of crazy to me.
1: Bro, he's a young kid. Especially a rookie, a
2: Especially a rookie you know, first year. Like,
1: You guys understand how fucking dumb I was when I was 22, 23 years old? Damn Tyler bro. can attest to this. I was like one of the dumbest humans alive, dude. I said a lot of dumb shit. I shot from the hip. He made a mistake in the moment. You know, he, he just pl- – he played the game. I don't remember how much time was left, but he's running around for 40 minutes running into humans violently. He's in the moment. It happens. It's okay. okay. I understand that it was it was the second incident, but – Let's just chill. Still, man. It's not that serious.
3: He still did the right thing afterwards too. He made a pretty True. long apology and went yeah. and sought out the specific person that the infraction occurred against. Yeah. And so to be one hundred percent clear, thing. Thing.
2: if that yeah. practice squad player on the Bills was in uniform, guess what? Quay Walker doesn't get thrown out of this, that game. So it's not you can't. It's not even you can't even completely compare those. You shouldn't push someone in street clothes, is what you can say. But that was a practice squad player. So yeah. it wasn't a trainer. Uh, it wasn't something like that. So
3: right. So my last one, and I want, to give a, I want to give a quote from Billie Jean King. And this is back from a long time ago, before our time. But she said that pressure is a privilege. And Jake and I dealt with this a little bit when we the Brewers, and Craig Council said something similar, kind of like echoed the sentiment, that having high expectations in and of itself is a positive it means that there is a good assembly of players and coaches that believe that performance at a high level is achievable. There's a lot of teams that don't have that. The Bears don't have that. The Texans don't have that. The Colts don't have that. The Commanders don't have that. The Panthers don't have that. There's more teams that do not have even high expectations. They know going into the season that their season's already over. Oof. Like, there's reasons for optimism, but, you know, and there's still positive takeaways to be found even on those bad teams. But having high expectations in and of itself is a positive thing because it means that you expect your team to be good. <laughs> like, that's – like, what more do you want than being able to expect your team to be good? Yeah, it sucks not living up to expectations, but I'd rather have a high bar and miss it than to have a low bar and still miss it.
2: Exactly. Look at Bears' events, right? They like <laughs> their highlight is trying to beat the Packers. You can even say this about the Lions. That win against us this last Sunday is probably the Lions' biggest win in what several years. Like you that. Like going
3: back is twenty
2: years, 12, fourteen. Yeah, that, like that's not the case for the Packers, right? I would say when they made the playoffs in 2016, the last one to get into the playoffs is probably pretty bigger, a little bit bigger than this one, but the fact that like this is the biggest game for Detroit fans. Mm-hmm. like Just for them to also to miss the sweep us, yeah, and to knock us out of the playoffs and still not to make it for them.
3: And like, now to have a, a farther back draft pick. So they didn't even get yeah. a consolation prize. Their yeah. consolation prize so, is yeah. to be perfect.
2: Do I don't see Detroit fans like Bears fans want well, a normal pick. I don't see Detroit fans crying that they moved back On top of moving back, they actually beat by beating us. Now they have to play the second place division winners and all those divisions where we play the third. So if you want to look for silver linings, that's where you can say that. If you really thought the Packers weren't going to get a job done this year and you didn't want them in the playoffs, this is a good outcome for you because not only did the Lions push us down, I mean we you know top 15 draft picks still, they also pushed made our schedule easier next year potentially. So
3: yeah. So I just want to get away from the. The, I don't want to get my hopes up mindset that a lot of fans have. Cause that's like, why not? Why would you rather not get your hopes up than to already put yourself through negative emotions before things happen? That makes no sense to me. And like I've said, like it, you're just robbing yourself of potential happiness because even if you put yourself through the negative emotions and then the Packers go on a four game winning streak, now you're counting on the team to lift you up. What if you were already high and then got to stay high and even get a little bit higher with feeling good about the team? You know, it's, it's a situation where, like I said, having good expectations or high expectations is a good thing in and of itself. So, um, let's, let's go into some improvements that the Packers can make for 2023. Um, Bryant, we'll go back back to you. We'll start with you again. What are some improvements you want to see the Packers make in 2023?
2: Uh, It's got two I want to talk about. Um, The first one is their willingness to make changes quicker. Like, they need – we've seen this both with the – you know, our Jaw finally came out and said, look, I want to man up. I want to press. I want to do this. They need – that change should have happened. That should have, like, been the plan from the get-go, right? Like, going in week one, knowing Justin Jefferson was a player he was, like – it took so long essentially for the wheels to fall off before they made that change. The second big one. I mean, it's not hard to guess. It's Amar- Amari Rogers. The fact that he was returning punts for us till week seven or whatever it was. And then Keyshawn Nixon comes on and it's <laughs> all pro in the last half season, on fire. season. Like maybe they just didn't know we had that capability or maybe they're like, no, but Amari Rogers, a third round draft pick last year. And we had to try to make some use, justify his pick. Like, they need to, if that's a mindset they have, they need to get out of the mindset and do what's best for the team at that time. And I trust that they do that for the most part. I just want to see those changes be quicker. The second improvement is just one of our reasons we struggled this year was because a lot of players that had big years for us took a step back. Devondre Campbell was not who he played. He was not the same player as he was last year. I get it that he was injured, but he was all pro level last year, right? He made the all pro, right? So, yep. mm-hmm. and then, um, First-team all-pro, yeah. Another player, um, Rasul Douglas. Yeah, he had four interceptions, but there was – man, there was times he was getting targeted, and he was getting absolutely burnt. Yeah. The Amos, Eagles game was rough for – Yeah. For Amos took a big, a pretty big step back. He came on a little towards the end there, but he took a step back. Uh, Kenny Clark, when Rashawn Gary went down, we needed Kenny Clark at that time, not in December. He had a great December. We need Kenny Clark earlier in the year. Like – there, I'm sure we can go through several more examples of players that just didn't play as well as they did last year. Aaron Rodgers would be one of them. You can make your reasons Rogers, why yeah. for him, too. Um, Aaron Rodgers did not. He was injured, but he did not play as well as he did before, or as last year. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely players that took a step up, but our problem was just as many players that played well this year, there's that many players that took a step back. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. They need, to, they need to bounce back your next year.
3: Yeah. Isaac said make the run game a priority. I think that's kind of going to be the plan going forward. I think at times Matt LaFleur will we'll talk about some of that stuff. Um, Bernard asks, do you think Rodgers needs to be at OTAs? I really don't. I really don't think he does. Nope. That's, he all, shit. that's all <laughs> playbook installation. That's not any...
4: Ooh, that's another thing I'm tired of. I, I've seen so many people since the end of the season that have said Aaron Rodgers needs to be at training camp. He was at training camp. Like, he was at, yeah, he
3: was at training camp. He just I, I don't, maybe
4: it's just people not understand the difference between like OTAs and minicamp or minicamp and training camp. Aaron Rodgers is at training camp.
5: Yep.
4: He didn't play it in the preseason. That was Matt LaFleur's decision not to do that.
3: Neither did Kirk but he
4: was in, He was not at OTAs which Tyler just alluded to, is more for playbook installation and especially the younger players coming up and learning the playbook. If If he showed up to a mini let me put put it to you if If Roger showed up at OTAs, that would not have changed the outcome of this year. I agree.
2: No. Not even close. They're running half speeds and then putting in place. That doesn't build – you're not going to build any – They're wearing
3: helmets and jerseys and shorts. like They're not wearing any pads besides helmets.
2: The only, argue, only argument you could make is if this next offseason, if they completely went off the rails fired their OC and completely changed the offense, then you'd want them there. Right. Even if they right. bring back Nathaniel Hackett, guess what? Aaron Rodgers knows that he system. Already, yeah.
3: Yep, exactly. Um, Isaac said upgraded safety. That's an interesting one. And I don't know if any For of us that. For sure in the draft. I've said that. Yeah. Jake and I did safeties in the draft actually last
1: year
2: too. Um,
1: probably yeah, we'll be doing them again. That was Simon. I guess
2: I give Simon credit for this one because uh, who is it Petrie that went to Houston? That dude Ooh. had a good season. I know Simon was, he all was one of there. our favorites. Yeah, I, too. I like Petrie a
4: lot. Actually, I liked <laughs> quite a few of the safeties out of the draft. Yeah. To be honest, I, I really like Brisker too, and he had a tremendous year for the Bears. Yeah. Peter was my guy. Jalen, yeah, Peter, yeah. Petrie. Yeah, I don't know, is it Petrie or
2: Peter? I heard Peter, I've heard I Petrie. I whatever.
4: I've heard I either Peter. way. I I did not Isaac I do think Kirby, Kirby Joseph had a tremendous year too. I'd be really
2: surprised, Isaac. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if in the we don't take a safety in the first three rounds. But we'll we'll yeah. do it. And that'll be that.
3: that'll be probably one of our yeah. Isaac, did you really just try to spell a tone in text? What do you put? He literally put his last name. Like, are you trying to tell us how to sound it out? That's not helpful if you put his name in
5: there.
2: <laughs> I think no, he no, he's saying, saying he's, he's good. Saying he
3: liked him or he had a... Yeah. That's like I saw somebody on Twitter ask saying, do you pronounce it GIF or JIF, but it's just literally spelled the same way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so you read like, it a different way, didn't, relate, that, didn't I you? Put, I just put GIF. That's how I said. it. Um, that'll probably be one of our, like, our most... um upcoming episodes is going to be um picking the positions that we're going English. to do our draft analysis based on so that'll be probably pretty quick here yeah um so brian is that all your improvements or Are we going to go to jake yeah, and give, no uh, let's yeah, jake give me your improvements to make for 2023 we'll have these are going to be intentionally in vague yeah. by the way when we do when we do our um, our four ways to fix the Packers one. That's when we'll get a little bit more specific and put some names to some of the improvements we want to see. So these are going to be vague for people watching.
1: Yep. Yep. So this is going to be short and sweet. Um, so my first one is to find ways, find more ways to create pressure, whether that be uh, via free agency, which I don't know if we're going to have money for that, whether that be the draft or a different scheme, uh, we have to find ways to create pressure. Cause once we Gary was out struggle to create pressure we had a couple games there where we were pretty solid but i would say overall we were not very good when gary went out he was the one standout in that category and then i'm gonna go game plan for offense and defense for offense i'm just gonna say for a lot of the season it looked like we had no identity zero rhythm we had no idea if we wanted to ride the back of the four time mvp or if we wanted to just hand the ball off 100 times and it Did not seem they understood situational football. That's this conversation for another day since we're going on two hours of this episode. (laughs) And then on defense, good God, why are they playing so fucking far off? We have too much talent. And I understand, you know, I I brought up finding ways to create pressure and losing Gary definitely changes the way that you think. But when Gary was in, that is when we were playing so far off. And that makes zero sense to me. You play up close to the line. You give Gary that extra half a second. To ahead, he's probably getting there. Let's just be honest. So the defense has to has to be a little bit more aggressive. Be the aggressor. Be the attacker. Not not let them come at you. So losing Stokes
3: things... sucked with that too. Like yeah, like dude. He just yeah. lost in the shuffle of players that were injured this season. Like losing Eric Stokes sucked too.
1: Yeah, I was really excited for Stokes coming in. Um, yeah, I'm not going to talk red zone because somebody still else. Excited for thing. him.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, me too. Um, Simon, what are what are some things you're looking to improve for 2023?
4: God, the red zone offense was yeah. so dismal this year. I mentioned it earlier, right? Yep. But Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon only ran 12 times inside the five-yard line this year. Yep. So we have two stud running backs, and in 18 games, they've ran 12 times inside the five-yard line
2: and it's they weird. didn't it's have like a they, would, they would either get a touchdown they would either they didn't in those 12 run, runs
4: Jones or sorry AJ Jones didn't have a touchdown AJ Dillon had i, I think two
2: they got to play better on the line too because every time they're handing it off in the inside the five it's like they would get stuffed or lose yards it was insane yeah was so great.
4: also as a nasty comparison <laughs> Jamal Williams had 57 do red zone carries
2: Oh my. I God. knew you were going to. Win.
4: It's I saw so that. gross. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, so, overall, the Packers only had 26 touchdowns in the red zone. And the offense had 17 plays losing yards in the red zone. It's it's just. And, and Matt LaFleur did come out and he said that's something they're definitely going to take a look at in the offseason as, as a way to improve.
2: He said stuff like that a lot. So, I
4: really hope he, he
2: follows through. Yeah.
4: So, on top of that, Inside the ten yard line, the Packers ran seventy-one plays and scored just seventeen touchdowns. In twenty twenty-one, they ran hundred plays and scored thirty-two touchdowns. Ooh.
5: Jesus,
4: so that disparity from last year to this—it's like fifty percent. <laughs> it's it's not good. <laughs> um, so that's something that they definitely have to uh, improve upon. And last thing, obviously. The, the discipline of his team this year in certain yeah. aspects were not good. The Packers had eight unnecessary roughness calls this year, which is third in the league. And yeah. it, it seemed like it seemed, and Quay Walker, we, we talked about him a lot,
0: hmm.
4: um, and that, that's just something that he's gonna have to mentally be better at. And that, and, and that. So, like the male brain doesn't fully develop, they say, until like age 25. So, relatively speaking, he's still young. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have one. I don't know what to tell you at this point. Uh, uh, Someone messed up. (laughs) He's
3: like like, tossing Aaron Judge a
4: meatball and being like, here, can you hit this over the fence? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can. <laughs> Look, I have no excuse. I, I'm, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's so true. Um, but yeah, that's just, that, and that's something that can easily be coached out of these players too, right? Is being mentally tough when things aren't going their way, and that makes it easier for them to turn things around too in the long run, and it's just like those little things are why we lost to Detroit. Those mental errors and just the little things that this team could have done because it's not like we got blown out, right? It's not like it was a one-sided game. It's just the little things that this team could, be do, could do better that are easily coachable that could turn this from an 8-win season to an 11 or 12.
3: <laughs> so I've seen I've seen a bunch in the comments uh, saying play calling, offensive coordinator. That is that's basically my first improvement is improving at offensive coordinator slash play calling. Um, I love me some Adam Stanovich, so don't get me wrong on that. Like I, he deserved the promotion. Like if he didn't get an offensive coordinator job with us, he was going to get it somewhere else. And it's very possible that if that had happened. That we're talking about a worse offensive line than the Packers had this season. So, <laughs> keeping Adam Sandovich was extremely necessary. Um, you guys are children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that, that said, you know we've we've all kind of brought it up already. I think of offensive specialist on the staff. Um, Cody said, "Genie and wish better play clock management. Let's not snap on zero every other play and other calling a timeout." I get the necessity for wanting to do that, to get as much pre-snap information as possible. But, you know, I I can understand wanting to play with some tempo. Like, that definitely came up at times during the season was wanting to play with more tempo. Mm -hmm. But second one for me was improving on playing under pressure. Um, The Packers certainly got some experience with that this season. Um, But, you know, experience is the best way to improve – you know, in any situation, so they got some experience dealing with pressure through these last five weeks, even though it didn't result in them getting into the playoffs. Um, so, you know, we saw things during the season happen at like the worst possible moment, and, you know, I'm not going to single players out because everybody can think of an example off the top of their head. But in my opinion, when those things happen, instead of thinking, you know – I don't want to screw up. Thinking of like, I want to go make a game-winning play, because I feel like that—that that playing under that pressure, there's a lot of rigidity that comes with that. Where like the only thing you're thinking is like, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't screw up, don't screw up, don't mess up, and then you mess up because that's all you're thinking about. So it's got to be—I'd like to see a little more teeth by the Packers when it comes to playing under pressure. Um, like we saw the Lions. On a like a third and two, run a fucking hook and ladder.
4: So that was a nice play too. It
3: was. I know, and it was annoying. It's like, god damn it, that's fucking Dan Campbell. Yeah. He would do that. Yeah. What
2: kills me is that Lafleur has pretty much like they've been asked about it. they just never going to put in a hurry up offense, and I, I, it kind of concerns me because that is a big part of like, it's like shooting from the hip when they get when they get into a two-minute offense, they're just scrambling in and Rodgers calling the plays. If they yeah. don't practice that a whole lot, I know they practice two-minute, but I just wish right. they, would, they would actually instill something. Or I wish they would do a hurry-up in the middle of a quarter, just randomly throw the other team off. Right. Well, they did it a little tiny bit, only when Rodgers was trying to
3: catch them with 12
2: men on the field. That's pretty much when, the only time we really yeah, got to. Yeah, exactly. And then <clears throat> uh, with the delay game stuff, I know Simon just said in the chat we had the third most delay games, which is crazy. Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur seem not to be on the same page of like when to call a timeout when the clock is running down. Like, normally, like yeah. Rodgers' awareness is really high, but I did notice a few times this year it seemed like he just w- wasn't tracking what the play clock was. And then Matt would take a, um, a timeout or he was about to snap the ball. He'd be mad at LaFleur for taking yeah. the timeout because he yeah, we saw, he Yeah, really we saw that a
1: yeah. We also so saw I, Rodgers cussed out.
2: What's that? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You get, yeah. You guys remember that in the the Patriots game? Yeah, Tony Romo.
4: Yeah, and yeah. There, there is one thing I want to correct in Isaac's comment. He said the false starts were abysmal. That's not true. We were second in false start penalties. Like we only did, we only had nine. Least, yes, like yeah. Sorry, second to least amount. Yeah, the Um, most was twenty-five, and I was New Orleans.
1: Holy Mm -hmm. shit, that's a lot. Actually, that's a lot.
0: 25 them in Arizona had
2: the most. That's crazy.
3: So, my last improvement that I want to see for 2023 is stopping or at least limiting the run. Um, personally, I'd like to consider going back to a 4-3, but I understand that our personnel on this team is not really built for that and yeah, it does leave cool. you with fewer linebackers on the field. So, you know, maybe the, the meeting in the middle situation is playing with fewer two down linemen because I feel like that puts the Packers in tough positions where, sure, you have four guys on the line of scrimmage, but you have two linemen and two outside linebackers. So I'd say, I guess, on that front, fewer two down linemen. Um, and then maybe my other suggestion would be is having Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell just a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. Like, everybody's wanting the defensive backs to be pressing closer on the line of scrimmage, but move the linebackers a couple a couple feet closer. Uh, and Quay Walker's got the speed, and DeMondre Campbell's got the mind to recover on those plays if they run, say, a play action or if they run crossing routes. Like, I trust those guys to get back into the right positions. Um, and
2: Quay showed some pass rushing
3: capabilities, too. So
2: exactly. Close the line, get to the quarterback. Right So the only thing
3: you really have to do in that situation is if you're keeping your linebackers closer, you have to trust your defensive backs. What have we been saying all season? More press coverage, trust the defensive backs. So if you, you know, if you're willing to do that, you can move your linebackers a little bit closer to the line, in my opinion, and that could help doing that. Um, So, you know, the, the NFL is so good these days, and there's so much you know, knowledge and so many smart football players out there that I don't think there's going to be any sort of miracle-pills-like solution for fixing the run. And I'm a huge proponent of good offense beats good defense every time, and I truly believe that because even if you play perfect defense, if your opponent plays perfect offense, like, you're, you're going to get scored on. Like, it happens. Um, like so quality, for man. me, Packers – If the Packers were going to consider going to a 4-3, it would only be in a scenario where they completely rebuild the team. Yeah. So I particularly don't see it happening, but it's just a thought that I've had just based on the the running scenarios that we've had because I have the stats, and they're not good. So the Packers were 26th in opponent rush yards per game. 23rd in opponent rushing touchdowns per game, and 28th in opponent yards per carry. So I'm open to pretty much any solution
4: when it comes to stopping the run. I do feel like the last four or five games, they came on decently strong, though. i have to go back and really look at the stats, but I don't remember any massive runs. I think Justin Fields had one. Where you know? Nixon missed the tackle, he just got juked out of his mind. Yeah. Um, but after that, Mostert had a couple of good couple, runs. But the Lions yeah. mixed
3: up their offensive play calls pretty well. I will yeah. give them
1: credit for that.
4: But I don't think it was anything nasty. Right.
1: I will stand the on the run defensive front. Uh, obviously, we talk about Wyatt, but also T.J. was really good down the stretch last couple yeah. of weeks. He was really good. Yeah. And talk about the two-down linemen, and I could see situational football, and that's why I brought situational football up when I was talking about my improvements. The problem with the two-down linemen is where they line up. You can't be lining these guys up in a three technique outside the shoulder of the guards. You can't do that. You're leaving the entire middle wide open, and they did it in the game against the Lions. You're basically begging them, like, telling them, like, Oh, here you go. Just take eight yards. Like, what the fuck is that, dude? You know, if you have to be on lineman, one has to be shaded inside. You can have one outside. Play strong side if you want to. But you can't be having both of them go wide. That's just stupid, in my opinion. Yeah.
2: Unless that's like that a far third off and or three, 20. though. Like, at least being able to rub up on a hybrid type one. Because you could have wide and there. you have Clark. I mean, I know um, obviously Gary is a little smaller than your normal defensive end. And I don't. I guess I'd have to look. I think King uh, Ingbari is a little smaller too, but I think they could make the switch because I do like some linebackers. I think Isaiah McDuffie is really good. I like Chris Barnes' depth, Quay Walker, shoulders, again, and Campbell. So I don't know, maybe There's something there. Name. I doubt not Bring that, up
3: this entire show. Yeah. So it's Preston Smith. Yeah, Preston Smith is a guy who's capable of if you want to put he some packages in yep. to put him at defensive end. Yes.
4: So and, and Ingbari is six four two fifty eight. Yeah. So. But I think he's great. Yeah. Great linebacker size. Actually, that's like 265, so even a little
2: smaller for a defensive end. But I think they're not that far off. But I just don't think they'll do it under Barry. So,
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, So, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to say uh, on the 2022 season. Um, I know I want to say I really do appreciate everybody that. That watched this, not only this entire show, but yeah. every show this entire season. And it's, it's like I said, it's something that we all really, really enjoy doing. And the fact that there's people that enjoy us doing this is, is really cool for us. And we're definitely going to continue doing so. Um, I don't have an exact date on what our next show is and exactly what it's going to entail. But it'll be soon. And we're going to get into some off-season stuff, and and we'll be here through the entire 2023 season as well, beating the same drum that it's not over till it's over. No matter how bad a loss is, there's still positive takeaways, and there's always ways to improve. And that's what we're going to focus on instead of just piling on the negativity heap that everybody else has. So, yeah. Is there anything I else you guys want to say and close out the season
2: before before Simon goes on his. Piece. I, I say I, I look forward to these offseason uh, episodes we'll have probably about monthly. Uh, we I know we're going to talk about Rodgers or wh- wh- whether we think he should stay or go kind of rebuild type. We're obviously going to do plenty of draft prep and um, we're going to do a stats review of what we did for projections and stuff like that. So I really look forward to all that. Obviously schedule a review for this next coming up year and stuff. So should be a lot of good uh, shows coming up. So make sure you follow us and check us out when we have those. Obviously sign, I mean, uh, Jake and Tyler, you guys will continue to be on weekly. And then, but meantime, yep. it'll be around as well. So,
1: yes, sir,
4: go ahead, Simon. Uh yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm about getting ready to be in the middle of moving stuff, so hopefully everything falls into place. Um, right. But I well, just want to. <laughs> What's that? I'm fired. <laughs> just right as the off season approaches, hey, can't think Simon, of a better way.
2: Simon, <laughs> way. it's illegal to fire a military person that's Fort orders. <laughs> We're coming <Really>? for you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I just I, one thing I want to before we get into the off season, I want to talk about is just the articles that are going to come out in the off season by whatever outlet. Ignore anything that says rumor. It is just a total horse crap article about ninety five percent of the time. I I entire I know I'm already tired of seeing stuff that's coming out, and it's just gonna get worse. So I, I will say, I would wait before I would wait till stuff actually happens before I'm formulating an opinion about something. Yeah. And I'll I'll kind of leave it at that. And that's kind of what I do with things in the offseason because i've already seen packers are linked to this guy it's like by no by who <laughs> by some by a BS fan that made a comment
1: a, on
4: wisconsin yeah. sports heroic. Yeah. Sport. yeah if says i wasn't going to say but
2: do not I don't give it a straight. article because it's absolute garbage
4: but i that's why i will say wait for things to happen before formulating an opinion about what a player is going to do or who's going where or what's going to happen because There's a lot of clickbait out there it's it's going to be it's going to be a long off season for that stuff
3: so yeah don't get other opinions from other places only watch our show
1: Yes, <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I, I don't mind if someone writes an opinion piece like i right. think this player should come here and here's why but if you write
2: stop linking Packers the Packers are linked to, to this player and, and making that.
4: it seem like it's going to happen for sure. That is yeah. bull. It's garbage. If, if
2: they take a, if they take a, a tweet from someone that says, Hey, the Packers might be a good fit for this person. And then Wisconsin sports rogues writes an article saying this person is linked to the Packers. It's crap. And they're doing it for clickbait okay? based on a or, dude,
3: based on a dude who tweeted that has 97 followers. Well, oh, this guy said it, it must be true.
2: Yeah. So I,
4: yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was kind of. He's an insider. I'll just kind of <laughs> leave it at that. Um, yeah. But overall, I had a fun season. Honestly, it, it's yeah, fun yeah, doing Jay this. To
2: be very interesting off season. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm excited. I
4: am. I'm ready for. I'm already in. Like, I know it's like three months away, but I've already started kind of taking a look
2: at draft stuff. Hey, at least you um, haven't been doing since know, October. Do, like wanna, do you guys want to do a quick <laughs> Super Bowl prediction? Oh, the Super Bowl prediction, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah.
1: All right, go first, Simon.
4: Okay, so this is kind of cheap, but I think Kansas City is going to win it. Uh, Pat Mahomes is playing out after all the crap that Pat Mahomes took in the off season about losing a top 5 wide receiver and him maybe not playing as well. He's playing out. As, he he's he's the MP, MVP in my eyes, and I I don't think anyone's going right. to stop that team. It Buffalo's so faltered. The NFC teams are questionable. I don't know. I just uh, – maybe the you Bengals beating? beat them, Huh? Who do
3: you have the Chiefs
4: beating? God, the NFC is such a crap shoot. I'm going to guess the 49ers. I think it's going to re- be a rematch. Yeah. That that team is just head and shoulders above anyone in the NFC.
1: Jake, who you got? I have the Bengals facing I the Eagles. Uh, I, think, I think Joe Burrow is for real. Um, I agree with you about uh Patrick Mahomes. I will say this though, I saw somebody say this earlier and I agree with it. I was like, Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that after everything that Mahomes has went through, we haven't heard a peep from his stupid brother or his stupid wife, which has been lovely. By the his way, his
2: wife was never as quite as bad, but I that's all that stuff. Annoying.
4: That's all that stupid stuff I see. Like, I don't pay yeah. any mind to that crap. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I guess, but it is just nice to not see them on the on my TV because I don't get a kid <laughs> about them. I care about number 15 in red. Okay, let's just leave it at that. But I think Joe Burrow is going to win the Super Bowl this year. He's going to get his first. And then he, and then there's going to be a real conversation because I think Mahomes is going to win MVP, but Burrow is going to walk away with the title, and people are going to be talking, who's the real best quarterback in the NFL? There'll
4: be a good battle in the AFC for years. Mm-hmm. It will. All right, and Brian, Josh
1: you got,
2: there? I have – the buffalo bills winning the super bowl oh my god we Um, all got different answers playing um i want to say the eagles but i just i think san francisco is going to get them because their defense is just too good it'll all depend on where that game ends up and if brock purdy becomes a rookie quarterback in the playoffs so i would say the dallas cowboys have a chance too but i think they're they're starting to falter at the wrong time and brady might just hit brady magic but my my ultimate pick is buffalo bills and that's because they've already gone into kansas city once and beat them and two buffalo has a defense kansas city's defense is very sus- suspect so um so i think they can get it done i think what might hurt buffalo honestly and it's really unfortunate i don't know if they would beat cincinnati but the fact that they might have to go i don't know why they're putting that game if they play each other in the freaking atlanta in a dome can yeah, to put
4: and it buffalo. in like a middle neutral site yeah, I don't, yeah but i don't kansas know why. city
2: and buffalo are both outside teams Buffalo for sure uses It is a true identity. neutral site, though. Okay, so they could have done know, a neutral dude. site in like Tennessee, I mean, where it's at least outside and it'll be Tennessee a little bit cold. Or even Pittsburgh. Something that's a little more cold, you know what I mean? So, Or Lambo. I would have loved to see it in Lambo. I would say Chicago put a neutral site stretch. game at Lambo. Yeah, so, but I just Especially like, like that.
3: Jang's gonna go so Lawrence can do his hair flip like Clay used to.
2: <laughs> they're gonna yeah they're gonna put they're gonna put the game in Atlanta on turf or I mean on whatever you want to call it but it's just crazy to me but.
3: um Isaac said Burrow is better than Herbert I agree I'm gonna try and think of a different scenario because I was originally thinking Bengals and 49ers and I was like all right I could see bills and 49ers I could see Chiefs and 49ers it's like
5: so I 49ers.
2: Seattle and Miami yeah <laughs>
3: I do think I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I think the Giants are going to beat the Vikings. Oh,
4: I don't think so. That I, I think, think so.
3: I think it's going to happen.
4: I think it's a possibility, but I I don't think it's
3: going to be a blowout or anything. But I think the Giants are
4: going to no, beat the Vikings like no. 27 24 I think
1: I think that's going to happen too.
4: I don't think so. Well, Mom, who got no matter, who the got Vikings in are not San
1: Francisco. Brady doesn't lose to the Cowboys.
4: Okay. Yeah, I'm. I, I think Tampa's going to win that game. Honestly.
1: Yeah,
3: I, I. I'm between Philadelphia and San Francisco.
2: I hate the fact that so Tampa there, you know, and Dallas are playing each other because I want Brady to lose, and I also take joy in Dallas fans crying. So it's hard for me. They're going. I cry. think that's going to be the
4: most interesting game this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's why they put it on Monday night. Let's
4: be honest. Yeah. So, which I don't understand either. I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Why are you putting
2: playoff get game on a Monday yeah, night? I think that's crap too. Even our Saturday, like put them all on Sundays, man. Like, why are you hurt hurting somebody?
1: They do, do that because right? they want everybody to be able to see exactly. all the but games.
4: You you can you can yeah, do a, what they did on Sunday and put one at noon, one at three, and one a night game.
2: Yeah, instead of on because there's six
4: games this weekend. Yeah. So I don't understand true. why they have a Monday night game. Yeah. I, I really that's don't true. get
2: it.
5: Yeah,
3: just so we can hear Buck and Aikman more. That's it. Uh, That's the reason.
4: Nothing makes no, my ears we won't, bleed way more. Never mind.
3: <laughs> um. So I'll go. I'll go Eagles Bills because I have said throughout the season that I do think those are the two most complete teams. If we're talking offense defense, you know, just all around teams, I do think those are the two most complete teams. And I do think Josh Allen is better than. Uh, Jalen Hurts, so I'll go Bills over Eagles.
5: Good pick.
2: Okay. After Jalen Hurts, as long as he hits the ground running like that, that the Eagles team is still the best in the NFC. So, yeah, right, literally and figuratively, yeah.
4: It is good that he's getting another week to rest his shoulder too. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: Um Bill said, I'm just gonna put this comment up here so everybody can see it. Bill said, Really enjoyed being here with you guys. Look forward to talking ah, to that yeah, with really and draft draft predictions. That's yeah, fun. that's gonna be a huge, huge thing. Bill, you weren't with us last year when we did draft. Like oh we we go hardcore on on the draft. So I we, I love the I'm,
4: first round live draft we did too. Yeah. That was that fun. was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was fun.
3: Uh, I, I will never forget trick. Jordan <laughs> Davis, the red stripe. And <laughs> I didn't and say. Jordan Davis retweeted it, <laughs> and then Red Stripe actually got in on it. I I forgot about that as like yeah. one of the, like highlights of the season. Yeah, I will. That was oh, a Oh my one. god, that's still. To this day, it makes me laugh so fucking hard when I see that. And then Red
2: Stripe actually got in on it on Twitter. It started retweeting. Yeah. It. We'll, hey, Bill, we'll have to. We'll have to. I'll be like the blow it up intro. person, by the way, Bill. So I, I look forward to being that person on that. that oh, show. Oh man, that was awesome. I'm gonna come, with the I'm gonna, the come with the. I'm gonna come with the dynamite. That was hilarious.
3: Oh, I'm I, don't right, know, right, I made I'm my right heart, heart already. You <laughs> that know that great. picture, like
2: that gif, where it's like that guy on that show where he's got like strings going everywhere. That's going to be me on that show about how to completely rebuild real quick.
3: So. <laughs> Brian's just going to be out here just launching frozen ropes. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's how we'll end the show.
5: I knew,
1: <laughs> I knew, it. I knew it.
2: Only three of them. Uh, uh, I think uh, you
3: were a four roper because we're doing four ways to fix the team. Oh, okay.
1: He's only got three. Sorry, it's the best he could do.
3: Oh, man. All right. Well, that's how we're going to end the 2022 season (laughs) is by being canceled. So, (laughs) wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you, everybody, for for watching this uh, extra long season wrap-up show. Uh, We will be back soon, and we'll be looking forward with optimism and positivity, as we always do. So, again, can't say it enough times. Thank you, everybody, for watching commenting and and just enjoying the show and, and helping us have some fun so thank you again and let's get him in 2023 go pack go go pack go
0: this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines